Hey everyone, here's a bit of a repost. Uh, a couple of years ago when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, we did a spoiler cast on the review discussion podcast feed, which um, has been dead for a while. You can still find the stuff on the ExplosionNetwork.com website, of course. But considering the Kingdom Hearts 4 reveal uh, at the start of week, last week, whenever it was, time is a blur currently. I figured let's, uh, let's put the Kingdom Hearts 3 spoiler discussion that we did between myself and Ashley up on the Arcade Couch podcast feed where all of our current um game spoiler discussions have been going for the last couple of years so i figured like a good time to do a little bit of a repost uh, so i will warn you going into this one ash's audio it was a bit cooked at the time because he used the wrong microphone but that's okay because i'm pretty sure from re-listening a bit over this 90 uh, percent of this podcast is me talking trying to explain the plot uh, what happens in the game and then make sense of it. So it does go for a while, but if you want to uh, enjoy some Kingdom Hearts discussion, Kingdom Hearts 3 discussion uh, off the hype train, that is Kingdom Hearts 4, which will be on for the next 10 years until the goddamn game releases, uh, here's your, your time. So um, enjoy this Kingdom Hearts 3 review discussion spoiler cast from a couple of years ago on your RK Couch podcast feed as a bit of a bonus reshare this week. Sora. You don't believe that. I know you don't. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Explosion Network's Kingdom Hearts 3 review discussion with full spoilers. Be aware. We will pretty much be diving into spoilers pretty much off the bat. We're, 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 me and Ash are going to dive into uh, our overall kind of thoughts on the game yep. we're going to talk about the overall gameplay as a whole and then we're pretty much going to be diving into discussing each world going through them all and then we're going to head right up to the the last third of the game and the massive meltdown that is the last third <laughs> of kingdom hearts 3 and we're going to be discussing yep. that and breaking it down so if you haven't played the game if you haven't finished the game this is not the video for you if you have played it and you have finished it and you're a major kingdom hearts nerd this video may annoy you because we're probably going to get lore and all these sorts of things right wrong but if you're a, a medium kingdom hearts fan that's finished the game this is the thing for you i feel so yeah uh i'm dylan this is ash we're going to be your Hi. lovely organization two members today for this journey along the the place um yep. okay so let's jump into it let's I want to get your overall thoughts, Ash. What are your thoughts at a brief of Kingdom Hearts 3? I had a really great time playing it. Uh, but looking back on it, I'm like, did I? I don't know. It's weird. Like, nothing is too standout-ish about it, like, surprisingly, mm -hmm. except maybe the last third is really yeah. cool and fun. But, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really weird. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I, I, I feel like I kind of feel similar, like where you're getting, because I had fun playing it, but looking back, I didn't love any of the Disney worlds particularly, like a lot. Yeah. In fact, no, like none of them stand out compared to all the previous games to me really at all. Um, they were fine, but then also one of my biggest problems with this game is that I feel more so than any other Kingdom Hearts game before, the Disney stuff is just tacked onto this game and it feels like it doesn't even want to be a part of this game. Because yeah, by the time you get to the last third, it's kind of like, oh, this is what the game is. This The story that Nomura wants to tell 
is all the last third of this game. It's all the stuff with the the characters that are newly invented Kingdom Hearts characters and stuff. It's nothing to do with the Disney characters or any of the other things to the point where or the organization members showing up throughout the Disney worlds basically do nothing or have no real point. And I remember like even in other previous games and at least like Kingdom Hearts 2, for example, where organization members were throwing out, showing up throughout the Disney worlds, you would actually have fights with them and like big story beats would yeah. happen throughout the game. It was more spread out. This game's kind of like, here's the Disney simulation stuff where not much really fucking happens. And then the last third's like, fucking story beat, story beat, story beat, story beat. Like, let me throw you a million things at your face right now. And... I don't think it works particularly well because a lots of emotional things happen, but then as soon as it's done, it's like, okay, here's another thing. And here's another thing. They never have any breathing room. Whereas if some of those moments had been spread out throughout the, yeah. the entirety of the game, you know, it's probably my biggest problem with the game. It feels really like the Disney stuff doesn't need to exist at this stage. And it's just, yeah, not really forced. It's just there to get people into the game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite odd, really, um, how, yeah. it all, how it all works out. Um, but other than that, like... We'll, we'll, but then you had fun playing it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's a thing. It's like when you look back on it, mm. you're like, oh, that but didn't then, really work. Let's, yeah, so uh, talk about like the gameplay, moment to moment, because obviously the thing you're going through it. The reason it, it is fun to play, I think, and that's the thing. It's also very mindless to play, I find. Um, yeah given we're not playing on the hardest difficulty and like having to actually do a lot of blocking and rolling or any of these sorts of things but if you're just playing on normal difficulty i do feel like it's just lots of mindless x button smashing and then you choose from one of 20 million different special abilities yeah. that are open to you at any point in time lots of flashy things happen on the screen there's fucking shit going everywhere it's it's very easy to play uh and watch i suppose did you good fun die at any point prior to the final third no don't think so same except yeah. for the gummy ship stuff but that's it I, I don't think i died until the last boss fight as far as i can remember and then in the last boss fight i died like boss three four times, times. <laughs> like a, a few times and to the point and we can talk about that more when we get to it i suppose but to the point where in the final boss fight i was actually like oh fuck yeah there is a way to block and i I ended up having to, because I hadn't had to do it all game until that point. But no. I was like, oh, wait, there is a way to block. Yeah, I should be probably blocking these uh, attacks right now to to survive. But <laughs> up until that stage, <laughs> I really hadn't bothered. Yeah. Um, it's not to say that Kingdom Hearts games prior to this, the gameplay was super reliant on being great at dodging and blocking, unless she was doing the like Sephiroth boss fights or the, yeah. the extra boss fights and these things. For the most part, it is and always has been just button mashy fun press keys and stuff but i will say for this one i feel like the magic was the weakest like and the least important more so than any other game like no I, I, yeah I, I felt like in other ones and i i haven't played one or two for a while um and i know that i'm pretty sure even in like the films like birth by sleep and these other sorts of things this works but like say you had a red enemy like a fire enemy water damage would actually do like critical damage to them but in this game yeah. it doesn't seem to matter what magic you're using on enemies it's just whatever yeah it's there's real it's just a fire effect or a water effect that's yeah, the difference yeah no tactical Different animation yeah no tactical reason to really be doing any sorts of special uh magics or of any kind so that was really weird. and that pretty much led me to just spamming 
um, Waterer, basically, all game because it was like the most AOE thing I could just yeah. fly across, whereas like fire spells weren't going as, as far around the place as other things. So, anyway, I, I had fun playing it. I just, I do feel like the gameplay, several weird things where it's like the magic isn't really necessary, it feels, no. and like, well, even, it's overshadowed by the, the second forms and the attractions yes. and the yeah. special ability. You've got so many other special abilities that magic sort of mm-hmm. falls by the wayside. And, That's and what Donald's to do. Yeah. And even, yeah, but even, they feel more useless than other games as well. I'm like, okay. Um, but even then, it's like the, the other, like your attractions and stuff, I felt like no matter what you was using, it always kind of came down to what seemed the most reliant thing that you could be doing most of the time is just spamming X and attacking enemies. Seems yeah. to be the most reliable way to do damage out of all of the special abilities that you can get and all these other sorts of things. It's like, I was not doing that much. Like maybe I'll just whack away with my <laughs> keyblade and hope for the best here. So uh, overall gameplay though is fun. I just, it's, it does so much. And I don't think it does any of it. Like, well, not well, all special or, or special or well, amazing. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, it just does it. It does a bunch of things. Okay. And a bunch of things okay smashed together in a game that looks as good as this does, because this game, of course, looks amazing. It's like, it's flashy, it's fun, and it makes for very easy gameplay moment to moment. And then when you, you, you mix that gameplay in with visiting a bunch of Disney worlds and Disney characters, it's kind of like, just makes for a very, two thirds of the game is just very kind of floaty and you're just, wee, yeah, smash X, all Disney characters, this is fun. You know, like it's very, and until you get to that last third where it gets all super serious and more boss yeah. fights actually you actually have to pay attention to it's like yeah i found it pretty chill for that <laughs> for the most part so yeah um all right so let's actually jump in to starting to explain some sort of <laughs> or a- att- to. attempting to explain things and discuss the, the actual story moments in some sort of well, i don't know fashion um i don't think i could fully explain the story in a fashion that would please super fans, though. So that's yeah. why I'm putting that Full disclosure, in I've only played, just played one and two. Yeah. I haven't and played I, any of the... I haven't played, like, off. the mobile ones, the 3DS ones, or the DS one. Um, all those I've covered through uh, videos <laughs> and, and that sort of stuff. So that, that does make the lore kind of stick out thing. But, so the game opens, and this is the thing that you made a joke about. So the game opens... And tries to set things up uh, with playing the final clip from Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage, which was the special new part that was included in the Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue collection. And that part was actually uh, a new section for that collection of the game. So that ends with them saying, hey, we need to piss off to Olympus. And then it comes up, of course, in this game with Kingdom Hearts 9.2. No, 2.9, which of course, yeah, you, you, when you saw it, you laughed your ass off and you was like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted but, it out. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> but then when I did explain to you, like kind of after, I was like, it kind of makes sense because it's like the sequel. It's weird, of course, if you don't know what's going on. But at the same time, I was like, it makes... It's still funny. It Oh, it's, it's, it's for sure still funny, but uh, I did find it somewhat yeah amusing um so the setup for the game is Sora has lost all his powers after being nearly kind of taken over by master zaynhart um and that takes that is from uh dream drop distance but no 3d yes fucking hell we're getting old we're already off to a bad start uh, and thus he needs to get his powers back 
for the upcoming battle against organizations, they aren't Keyblade War, you know, all these sorts of things going to happen. So, and the newly formed organization. So the, him losing his powers, I feel does like within the story does work out nicely for a thematic reason for the like gameplay wise for a reason for you to actually need his to build Sora's character back up and have him be weaker at the start of the game, given that, of course, he was building up powers for all the other games and getting stronger and stronger. So I kind of like that. And then setting up to uh, the first world to go find Hercules, I do feel that Her Olympus is the only world out of all of them that actually has a reason for you going there. And after you go to Olympus, I feel like every world thereafter has no reason to exist or no you're reason just for you. wandering the universe. Yeah, you're literally just wandering around doing pretty much nothing. And this is kind of one of my problems yeah. with the uh, worlds in this game because in previous yeah. games, there was reasons for Sora to be visiting worlds. You're unlocking stuff or yes. doing yeah, different things. And literally in this game several times, like I remember in the Tangled one where it's like, Donald's like, why are we here? And Sora's just like... Beats me, Donald. It's like, <laughs> why? What are we doing? Yeah, you're you're wondering the universe while there's this massive organization gathering their forces. Yeah, I understand. It's like, oh, he's trying to, he's trying to get the power of waking and stuff like this and whatever else. But it just feels very, it just feels very weird to have no reason to be going to any place or no plan. And then two thirds of the game is literally just basically Sora just floating through the the world with no reason to be going anywhere and i think it is weirder especially because the previous games there has always been a reason for him to be visiting certain places and uh, and worlds and going there in the first place um but yeah so well, the game they does... kind of try to shoehorn things in like oh they're a they're one of the new guardians of light or whatever that's why he doesn't there, know but... that when he goes there though it's all yeah no yeah i i don't know i just found that weird but so the yeah. first world we head off to is uh, yeah, Olympus. And so, so is going there to, um, he wants to talk to Hercules about how to get his powers back because he wants to talk to Herc about how he recovered his powers when in two he lost them and he saw him lose yep. them and then he gets them back and all these sorts of things. They arrive in Olympus, of course, there's a bunch of Heartless there, but Hades is also summoning the bunch of Titans to try and take over the, the whole place as well because Hades is up to no good. Pete and Maleficent also make a weird appearance in the, the Olympus world here at the start, and they're looking for the box, which becomes a really big well, plot is line. It weird? Is it weird because it doesn't end up meaning anything, or is it weird? Did you think it was weird that they showed up? No, because I, I pretty... When they when they said the box, I pretty much knew what they were probably go, was going to be about. Um, not because I okay. played... and I want to get deep into this when we get to, to the end here. Yeah, okay. But, like, it's not because I have a huge... I know what it's from because it's from the mobile game. It's a thing. Because the mobile game goes all into the prologue uh, Kingdom Hearts stuff. That's where most yeah. of this lore is tackled. It's a little bit tackled in other games, but it's mostly from that. So when they're talking about a box, because that's important in that game and lore-wise and stuff, I'm like, I think that's what they're on about. So then I kept thinking, well, actually, that box is going to tie into it. But, of course, it never does. So looking back on the game knowing that Maleficent and Pete never really have anything to do with the plot at all, uh, their yep. appearance here is just to set up Kingdom Hearts 4. And that's uh, what... Let's be honest, it's not going to be called Kingdom Hearts 4. It's going to be it's, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3.16. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So, yeah, I do, I do find their appearance, looking back on it, just kind of weird, 
that's for for people, especially since the block, the box, and its reason for existing, and all these sorts of things. Uh, not only from a side Kingdom Hearts game, but such a really obscure thing as the the mobile mobile game. It's not even well, like the Vita game, not, the DS games. It, it comes into play later, so yeah. they obviously well, don't think it's. It comes obscure. hugely into play later. Is the is the thing? It's I don't know. It's 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 really quite weird. Um, so yeah, they're there looking for the box. Uh, then we get Zigmar showing up here as well at, at one point, and he basically eye the eye patch guy with the point. Yes, for those playing uh, Bingo at home, they he shows up and he basically gives away his true identity, which becomes a huge big deal later towards the end of the game. And it's only a big deal if you've played the mobile game as well, because <laughs> it's like such a thing. So uh, overall, Olympus as a world thematically makes sense for Sora to go there. There's a lot of stuff happening in this world in retrospect that is is setting up lots of stuff to do with the very end of the game, but you don't know that at the time. And as a world overall, I found it to be kind of meh and basically a t- tutorial level. Like, how do you feel about Olymp- Olympus in this, in this game? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, you fought the giant titans and stuff. That was pretty cool. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it was mostly tutorial, but I thought... It was definitely an improvement on the last game where you played for five hours and then you finally got into the actual game. This is for short. You got straight into the action. Uh, That's true. Stuff up. But I will say... Even though it was I, the first one, that one took forever to get started as well. So. I, I, in retrospect, looking back at this game and comparing it to one and two, and I think this is a whole topic and, and stuff, I much prefer two because... Like, even that... I, I know people complain and hate that three-hour opening thing. I don't. Because... It's story, and it's the story's more spread out properly throughout the whole game, whereas this game seems to be made in a uh, backlash to people complaining about that and just being like, "Here's funnel all the Disney shit and action stuff at the start, and then we'll put all of our actual story stuff at the end." Kinda. Guess. Like I don't know. I just felt like it was not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been a while since I played Kingdom Hearts too, but it feels it definitely. I I preferred this. Fair enough. Um, so the next world we travel off to is Twilight Town after this, which, although I think it looks better than ever, I felt like it was also a lot emptier than previous games. It just kind of... I think I think that's partly in the fact that you can climb well, a lot of walls. This was only in its Kingdom Hearts 2, though, right? Mm. Well, yeah. slight p- appearances elsewhere, but in, like oh, if, yeah. you, if you don't want to talk main series, then Kingdom Hearts 2. But even Kingdom Hearts 2, and I think the problem is because it gives you... It tries to tell you it's a lot more open. Like... You can climb the walls of buildings, but then you climb yeah. the top and there's a gate and you can't do anything. So it just yeah. feels very like it's trying to look bigger than what it is. And then when you realize it's actually a lot smaller and there's really not that much to do or play with around there, um, it's came off kind of weird to me, I suppose. Um, but here we discover kind of, I'm covering what happens throughout the game kind of here, but throughout the game, we get calls back to Chippendale and stuff that's happening. Uh, Ienzo and others that the organization in the uh, had been forming and this is this is where we get into Silitera. This is where, <laughs> that's, so organization 13 in Kingdom Hearts 3 is made up of versions of themselves from the past which have traveled to the future and then they have put their hearts into replica bodies much like they did with replica riku which was from chamber memories and a couple other things but replicas well some of them have 
Yeah, well, mo- the majority of them, though. Like, yeah. all the original ones and all these sorts of things that we you thought you had handled. Obviously, it's, it's that that I just didn't follow. I mean, <laughs> it's to be honest, it's really not that important. That's just that the enemy is there. That was what was important. Yeah, I suppose. But I, I, if you're like, how is this person still here? Surely I killed them or something like that. It's like, yeah, they're coming from the past to the future. And yeah, it's like, if you only play Kingdom Hearts 2, you miss the whole time travel thing, which is basically introduced in Dream Drop Distance uh, and something else maybe, but mainly in that, which is where they cover how um, Xehanort actually manages to zigzag across time and split his heart into a heartless nobody, all, you know, all these sorts of things. And that's all to do with time travel and time travel in Kingdom Hearts universe basically works that it's the heart that travels. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they sum it up with, you know, in Kingdom Hearts 1, when Sora goes inside that, that, that room there with the door and then there's a, there's a person with like an organization cloak on talking to him? Yeah. Nothing? Yeah, that's just a heart. That's a heart and nothing, nobody, that's just a heart wearing a cloak. <laughs> that's what's happening there. That's, so that's, yeah, going for the future, but that's, that's a whole thing. Um, okay. So... Put the heads of thing. We also learned that inside inside Sora, he most likely has Roxas's heart inside him, alongside two other hearts, which I kind of did laugh out loud a little bit when I was like, "There's like three hearts inside." You. I was like, "Shit, he's got a lot of room inside him to have uh, yeah. three plus one hearts going." going. That's the title of the next game: three plus one hearts over three hundred twelve days. Um, <laughs> so this leads him onto a, a four mission. hearts one vessel four hearts one vessel he leads him onto a quest where he basically wants to get his own replica to be able to uh, put Roxas's heart into it and, and and save him so um, the other thing you can do in Twilight Town is cook with Little Chef if that's a mini game that you which is Remy from Ratatouille yes I didn't realize. Yeah, Remy from Ratatouille although I just find it funny because every time Goofy it's like Oh, see what little chef can cook up with me, you know, little chef, yeah. little chef, or a fucking Donald running around the whole game. Oh, bro, we can find some fucking ingredients here. Again, I'm like, oh my god, barely used any of the cuisine stuff. Yeah, I cooked yeah. it, didn't use it. <laughs> I did. I don't think I. No, I didn't use anything. I cooked up something when I first got there, and then I never bothered touching it again. Maybe if he was playing on harder difficulty, and he needed like the the bonuses and the the yeah. defensive stuff off the the stat bonuses for him like that's why it's there but playing it normally i was like these aren't things i actually need to care about so i didn't bother fucking around with it at all but i suppose it's a thing little chef i know like- there's like it is a bunch of like fun sort of cooking-ish mini games yeah it's like really simple like move the controllers left and right and then hit buttons when it's the right time so mm-hmm. i know it's pretty basic but yeah Next world is the Toy Box world, which is Woody plus friends uh, looking for some of their missing friends. And their friends may or may not have been taken to a duplicate world. <laughs> Let me just stay off the start. I swear to God, there was, I thought there was an ad for a new Square Enix game at the beginning of this. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which, <laughs> it's so weird looking back kind of in retrospective because at, we'll tackle the secret movie at the end of this, but how important that fake game potentially can become in the future of Kingdom Hearts is kind of ridiculous to me. And also that the point, also the fact that the fake game that we see when we open this, which is a game that Rex is playing, which when, yeah. when you get the reveal, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Rex is playing a, a, a yeah. video game because, you know, Toy Story 
he's playing the game with Barzias and Zorg and all that. It's like Rex plays video games. This is the thing. But when it starts, I'm just like, you're very confused. You're like, is this really an ad for a game, a Final Fantasy game or something? But it looks so similar to Kingdom Hearts versus 13, which is basically what I think it's supposed to be because Nomura was doing that game and then got kicked off it or something along those lines. And then they changed it. You mean Final Fantasy? 15 is what they changed it to. But when the game was originally... Release uh, announced and shown. It was known as thirty uh, versus thirteen, and it looked way different than what fifteen. No, you ended called up it being. Kingdom Hearts versus. 13. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, sure. That's yeah. what it's called in this one. Kingdom Hearts versus thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was the whole thing. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, organization duplicating worlds may have taken their friends, um, and then you end up saving Buzz, who they uh young Zayanat is the person the organization member in this world and there's also a lot of mech fighting in this world so yeah what, what yeah. do you think of the toy box world over on seeing the the toy story characters yeah it was pretty cool i think yeah it was difficult because obviously they didn't get tom hanks and tim allen mm-hmm. the voice which was very off-putting i felt and, and just didn't at times sound like them at all um i mean the worlds look very cool i mean it's this world sort of introduced the verticality, I think, that mm-hmm. they were trying to push this uh, game as well. So a lot mm-hmm. of vertical things. And then the mechs, it was a fun, like, sort of detour, I guess. I feel like he needed to use them too. Like, I nearly yeah. died several times and would have to jump into one to basically save my life. So they really pushed that you need to use them to be able to do this Finish level, level, I feel. Yeah. Um, well, they were just training it because then there was a massive dual spider where it's... That's know, true. Fight, yeah, they yeah. train you up for that that game thing yeah i enjoyed it i i think it, i kind of agree with the, the problem is as much as they sound like tom hanks um it's like it's not and you know it's not and it's like it's a really good impression of tom hanks but tom hanks Sometimes. is such a prolific actor that you can, like it's really hard to pull off a, a a good one i feel so but yeah. it's Toy Story, but most of the characters were actually done by the prop actors and sound cool. Yeah. You know, like Rex. And, Which kind um, of made it worse. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, like Rex and Ham and, and stuff sound like yeah, they all sound great. real and actors then... and great. Um, the aliens, you know, there's actually that real funny part where they come in and they're like, they're so whatever, like when Sora's come there. And that was, that was quite good. So, yeah. um, also... If you want to put them into boxes, this is one of the worlds that has an original story. And then, of course, the next world we're going to get to in a second is a just like telling the, the story of the, the movie. And yeah, so I enjoyed that at least this world was an original Toy Story story and a story that makes sense. Like for Buzz to be so scared about becoming a mindless toy and not a toy with its own conscious. Like he's basically scared about becoming a normal toy and not like a toy with the conscious to make his own uh, uh, choices and decisions and stuff. And I, th- I feel like thematically that makes a lot of sense for the Toy Story brand. And also that story fitted in really well to the Kingdom Hearts world, like being able to have choices and these sorts of things. So I, I, I don't feel like this, the story was super strong, but thematically what they were going for and stuff, I felt like it fitted in really well to both Kingdom Hearts and Toy Story for their, their separate characters and stuff. So that was good. Um, next world, Kingdom of Corona, the, the beer, is uh, yep. re- really pretty green landscapes that you get to travel on. And also, it's probably the, I reckon it's the best looking just because of all the green, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. I feel. Like, 
it's not to say other worlds look worse, but it's like this world with lots of green and and stuff compared to when we get to Frozen, which I'm not saying Frozen looks yeah. bad, but I just think because it is just all white and snow and stuff, it doesn't stand out as a yeah. That's probably a pretty statement, you know. Like it's the prettiest, yeah. Yeah, um, really good. It it follows the the plot of Tangled and like to, to a T Closely. to the point. It's like to a T, but of course they're skipping lots of stuff because they don't have the time. But it's yeah. also really weird to the, it's one of those things kind of like the Frozen one and even like the Pirates Caribbean and, and stuff when we get to those is that if you haven't seen the movie, I doubt how much you would understand what's actually happening here because yeah. they literally skip a part where they explain how um, he learns, what's his real name? Um, Eugene. Eugene. It's like, yeah, they, they suddenly she's calling him Eugene and it's like, where did she learn that? But and you'd be really confused unless you've seen the movie and then like subconsciously you're putting together the plot point you're up to yeah. in the game compared to the movie, I suppose. But uh, which I felt they didn't do as much in the previous games. Yeah, in the previous games, I feel like they, I feel like they made it easier to follow. Actually, like they yeah. just streamlined it and kept in the parts that were necessary for the player to understand what's happening, even if they hadn't seen it. I, I guess. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I do find that it doesn't, because of the things with the movie and skipping some storyline stuff and, and these sorts of things, it's a little bit weird. It's really pretty there at the end where they get to the, the lands all floating across the river and, uh, yeah. and the lake or whatever it is there. That's really nice to look at. Um, the boss fight at the end of this one, I quite enjoyed the tower monster thing because you have that really wide open area to, to chase it around and, and yeah. stuff. And that's that was quite a good boss fight, I thought. Because considering most of the boss fights in this game end up taking places, uh, place in parts of the like devoured by darkness and stuff. Yeah. So it was nice that this one is just, it's a heartless, uh, but you're still in the green, lush world of, of Tangled and yeah. the, the building there and, and these sorts of things. Uh, yeah. Got any thoughts or uh, any more thoughts on the Tangled world? No, yeah, it was very pretty. They had this weird. I found it weird that they did a dancing mini game in the middle <laughs> for some reason. Like, I feel like yeah, it, let's do. <laughs> there is so many mini games just thrown into this game for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. With their own tutorial screen and everything, it's it's odd. It is really odd because they With never a, come back. Everything's got a high score meter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's odd. They're like, let me spend five minutes teaching you this mini game that you're only going to do once and never have to know how to do ever again but that's fine it's it's a thing yeah yeah Um, and again the the plot points skip over mostly that she's got healing hair i feel like that yeah they never bring that up (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point i didn't actually realize that and then at the end they're like they just cut it and stuff and it's like (gasps) yeah but because i've seen the movie i didn't really think about it but you're right yeah they never they never talk about that i guess weird yeah it's really weird it's so funny though because when you look at it it's like it's a game that's so gonna piss if you don't follow all of Kingdom Hearts games, you're already struggling on that storyline front. But then they're also yeah. making it harder to follow any Disney movies that you may not have seen. So it's like, you need to have played every Kingdom Hearts game and you need to have watched every fucking Disney movie. And if you can't tick all those boxes, yeah. this game's going to be hard for you to follow <laughs> at all. In, I feel in all like fronts. Tangled's probably the least known one out of all the ones they've done uh... in this game. In this game? I feel yeah, like probably. it wasn't as much of a hit as the other ones. but Probably, I'd agree. Yeah, I think that's right. I'd probably agree with that. Um, all right, so next one is Monstropolis, which doesn't feature any Heartless. It's the only world <gasps> that doesn't feature any Heartless in this game, which I thought was good. So it features the Inverse, which were introduced... What the fuck is the Inverse? <laughs> they were introduced in Birth by Sleep and were the enemies in Birth by Sleep because, of course, Birth by Sleep is a prequel. There were no Heartless then because Xehanar hadn't released the 
heartless at that point. So the inverse are basically enemies that feed off uh, negative emotions and appear in places where there is heavy negative emotions. So thematically, I think it makes sense that the inverse would appear in a place that once was and still may be full of cans of scares because it's a negative yeah. emotion. So I, I think putting all that into perspective, I think it was a smart move that actually makes sense. Like to have inverse yeah. here as the enemies in, in, in a world where they were doing scares and stuff. It's also this this it's story weird to add bring in a whole new for people who hadn't played that just bring in a whole this whole game thing. is a whole thing of if you haven't if you've only played one or two this game is a fucking struggle and at one point it at, at one point this game is basically more of a sequel to birth by sleep than kingdom hearts 2 more so than anything uh, when yeah. we get to that so um i really I, I enjoyed this world though i thought this one was good i thought yeah. it had a bunch of cool things happening i also really enjoyed that it was the inverse not the heartless because then of course it stands out from the rest of the worlds just having a different enemy type and variations that weren't just heartless monsters they they stand out i also really enjoy all the monsters inc characters i enjoy that movie quite a lot so i enjoyed hammer yeah. of them and i think the story that it tells with um randall being the enemy and him getting saved by uh Vanitas, uh, at yep. base is what is they is basically hinted that it seems uh, from when he's chucked into the door and brought back and then he's trying to take over the place. It's a sequel to the first movie. Is 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 the thing like story wise? I suppose like the it's only not, canon, it's not canon sequel but, we've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like not canon story wise, but it's, it's setting in the timeline. It's a, a sequel, kind of I mean, like the big hero. Movie, know, it which, could have been improved if Sully was wearing a tie. Just saying, could have been. And also, Boo's in it, and she's cute at all points in time, yeah. so that's also quite good. But, uh, yeah, do you have any uh, other thoughts before I quickly go over the Vanitas, Vanitas thing? No, yeah, it, it, it was kind of, it was always moving. It was all, you're just constantly going, getting through the, the stage. Um, it was cool doing the slidey things over the, like, the door worlds, mm -hmm. like the door things. I wish there'd been a bit more of doing that, I guess. Mm -hmm. it, yeah but yeah there's all these fires and stuff I mean, yeah. yeah which i activated <laughs> the um the water uh, the splash thing. mountain thing yeah and yeah. then i purposely if you go over a mole you can put out the fires with it all the fires yeah yeah so that works out nice only time it was useful basically yes <laughs> <laughs> Um, so towards the end of this uh, Vanitas shows up and makes an appearance owning Sora uh, if you've never played any of the other games and you're like hey that looks like Riku from the first game and uh, <laughs> where I fought him in his armor it's like it does look like that doesn't it that is true but uh, his whole revelation basically leads to Sora realizing the fact that one of the other hearts inside him is probably the heart of Ventus, which is one of the yeah. three guardians from Birth by Sleep. And if you don't know, Venetus is uh, a split of Ventus. Like, uh, Xehanort split them into two, basically. Like, a, a fully positive and a negative version is basically the quick boil down of how that all works out. Um, and then there's a thing later in the game where he looks a lot like Sora, and we're not getting into that because that's a whole fucking... Oh, it's heart. His yep. heart lived inside him, so it took the form. Don't even get me fucking started. I can't. Yep. Um, the next world Also, is... one more thing. Yep. I like that they chucked Randall back into the same door. <laughs> yeah, so then it is canon, because like, if they do a sequel to this movie, and, and, and Randall appears, who's to say that this didn't take place between the first and second Monsters, Inc. movie? You know? Yeah, he got thrown 
back into that trailer park. Who's the same? Yeah, they got made in the boots. Yeah, and you hear you hear that person again. That Gator is back. <laughs> yeah, that was quite good. It, and then it, it actually... Sora locks the door. Something he never does again in the entire game. That's true. He uses his keyblade for once. <laughs> he locks the door, chucks it, and then uh, doesn't. Uh, not sorry. Um, fuck. What's his name? What's the other one? Mark. Mike, yeah, sorry. Mike Wazowski. Um, Mike chucks it in the another door and another door, another door, another door, and then they shred them all. I'm like, holy shit, that's some hardcore locking going on there. Um, also, yeah. I want to point out that I haven't watched Monsters Inc. for quite a few years, and playing this world made me really want to watch Monsters Inc. So, yeah, bit of cross promotion there works out quite well. Uh, next world is Arendale, which is the the one world I hadn't actually watched the movie for until a couple days up to release, and I made sure to watch Frozen. And boy, am I glad I watched Frozen before doing this, because much like the yep. Tangled world, I feel like if you <laughs> haven't watched the movie, you'd be playing this going, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck <laughs> is happening? Like, I don't understand. Like, a little bit of plot, Can't there's a sing? song, a little bit of plot, there's a singing. What's happening? So, yeah, I was very glad that I watched <laughs> uh, Frozen before this. Uh, overall, I feel like this world probably has the least going on for it. Like, story-wise, simply because it follows the movie's plot, and it's yeah. just okay. And then also the organization member uh, who, I think it's like, I can't remember actually who it is, but like doesn't have anything big happening with them either, so it's like a meh world. I, I thought yeah. it was fine, but nothing super interesting. I do actually legit like that they had the songs included. I, I like that, and I wish th- I legit wish that Tangled had had songs as well. But yeah. I, I think this world stands out weirder because it has the songs, whereas Tangled doesn't have the songs, which is weird. But it's even weirder, as you pointed out to me when we were talking about this like a week ago, that they hadn't done like Nightmare Before Christmas songs or anything like that. So it's like, yeah. why just this world? I, I presume because it's the biggest freaking thing they've got. Yeah, I feel I feel I legit feel like the more I thought about it and heard some stuff, it's like. I feel like Disney was like, you have to. If you're going to use this world, we'll let you. You have to put the songs in it. That's it. The kids love the songs. You've got to have the songs in it. So, yeah. But, but I don't know if it would work without the songs. It's probably true. Maybe. She's just running up a mountain. Yeah. Why? It's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Got any other thoughts on Frozen Arendelle? No, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I liked uh, what, what's the snow monster? I can't remember the name, but yeah, there's something funny. Although I found it weird yeah. that y- your companion is that snow monster and not actually any of the characters at all. Yeah, that's odd. Well, you can't team up with Elsa, and she's the only one with superpowers. So. I don't you care. Just make, some, make someone else be able to fight. What's the dude's name? Surely he can fight a little bit. Yeah, Olaf. No, no Olaf the. Is a, it's the snow. Sven. <laughs> Sven. No, that's, yeah. a ho- that's a horse, isn't it? Oh, yeah, make the horse fight. Make the horse fight. That's fine. Yeah. Make that. That's the thing. That's, that's what we got. Uh... Is it a deer? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's a thing. I can't believe they spent a good 15 minutes trying to find Olaf's body. That was... that was the worst fucking part of the game, actually, probably. I couldn't find the last body part, and I kept walking around and around and around. I was like, this is fucking Finding shit. Why, different... why are we doing this? There was some using... Yeah, oh, he put his he put his body on the giant snowball. I did that, and he's yeah. like, "I'm so big now." It's like, no, I don't think this is right. Yeah, so, but I was still like, "Why are we doing a random work. fetch quest in the middle of this game all of a sudden?" <laughs> when it, you don't do it ever, oh, I don't know. It was really weird. This this game is literally just like a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of this. It's got n- really no consistency to gameplay elements at all. No. Across all, all they're chucking a freaking snowboarding thing, yeah, going down a mountain. 
Yeah. Never and, do and, that again. And, and I mean, in a moment, it's like, hey, have a wide open ocean. Upgrade your ship. That's the thing. <laughs> um, so after this, though, you can go, you get the chance to go into the 100 acre wood, which is the least uh, important, I think, the 100 acre uh, book has ever been like in this franchise. Minutes. It's basically go in there, say hi. And, you know, I love Pooh. I love all the Winnie the Pooh characters and stuff. So it was really great to see them. But I think, like, taking that aside and looking back at it, it's like, this feels just forced in just for the sake of having them in there because it's just mini games. Just a couple mini games. Match three games. That was it. Yep. Go for it. You, you don't have to collect pages. You don't have to come back. Really weird. Uh, but I got to see Eeyore. They, uh, the Heffalump shows up. No, so that was cool. No, I mean, sorry. I didn't get to see Eeyore, which was sad. But the Heffalump showed up, which was cool. So It was adorable. Yeah. That's a world that exists for a reason. Actually, it doesn't exist for a reason. It exists so people like me can go and take selfies, and that's about it. <laughs> Story-wise, there's really no reason. Uh, can we touch on that? That phone thing was like the we- really weird as well. I suppose, yeah, we didn't touch on that. I. Uh, it's that's really why they weird. waited to bring this game out, so Instagram had been invented first. It is really weird how heavy they go on it, too. Like, the Instagram loading screens, the fact Sora, it seems oblivious to this phone, and it'll be ringing, and they'll be like, that's your phone, Sora, and you'll be like, oh, it is, too, and then you'll answer it like it's a newly invented technology that's only just come around, and then they're like, oh, we've got selfie cams. It is literally like Nomura only got a phone himself a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically how it comes across. It is, it is quite odd. Phones are great. Yeah, it's... it's Let's put it's, them in the game. <laughs> let's do it let's let's do what's necessary it's fine i took some pictures you know selfies and stuff of course i did this i mean from the aspect of hey you don't really care too much about the kingdom hearts lore and stuff like that it's it's you just care about interacting with disney characters and these sorts of things i think it's fun part to have to be able to take selfies and pictures of all these characters because all that character models look great you know it's a really beautiful game it looks as good as the movies doing stuff so to be able to have a camera that you can take selfies and pictures of and stuff it's yeah. it's handy it's nice it's it doesn't make or break the game of course but it's a it's a nice feature the instagram loading screens are really weird like hashtag darkness it's like why the fuck is riku in the world of darkness and he's just down there like hashtag looking for aqua hashtag <laughs> like what is going on who's following him though he's setting him up on a tripod off in the distance and taking the no, picture. but just following the Instagrams. The Heartless? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just Sora? Fuck, I don't know. It's really weird. Well, actually, no, Sora wouldn't have been following it. He acts like he only just got the... Understood what phones are. It's really weird. Um, all right, anyway. Next world is the Caribbean Sea. Returning to from uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, of course. Sora and all that turn up. They arrive. They fall off the waterfall. Then they, they bump into... Uh, one Captain Jack Sparrow, of course, not voiced by Johnny Depp. Uh, no one in this, I believe, is voiced by the actual no. characters, as so, anyway. far as I'm aware. Um, and this is the thing. So the the movie plot, or the plot for the Caribbean world in this is they're doing a fight against Davy Jones. Now, as someone who doesn't like the films apart from the first one, and to the point where I feel like all oh, the sequels kind of ruin my thoughts about the first one a bit. Yeah. Um, is this not the plot for the third film, I think, yes? It is the third film, yeah. Oh, okay. So because the f- at the end of the second film, he gets taken to that land world. That's what I thought, yeah. There on, yeah. Okay. I feel like this world, and I know we've just been saying, hey, if you haven't watched the, the film for Frozen or Tangled, you may be a little bit confused, yeah. 
But I feel like this world is the most confusing to play without having watched the film out of all of them. Yeah. Well, this is the one I don't remember the most, so this is the most difficult one to follow along with. Mm -hmm. I feel like, because what you're having is Kingdom Hearts, already a really confusing game to follow. Everyone knows that. You're then adding in the plot and world of a game that is really fucking confusing and convoluted and weird, which is what the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise got to by the end. Like, I remember watching the third film and going, what the fuck is going on anymore? Because it got so convoluted with its plot and lore and, you know, the characters dying, not dead, spirits, living forever, destined to stay inside ships, all these sorts of things. So it's, it's like adding two very confusing properties together just makes for one very fucking confusing mess. Uh, also in this world, Luxford... Luxord, Luxord is the organization member that makes an appearance, the one with the cards and stuff, if, if you're playing Bingo at home, um, which was also <laughs> the person who made the appearance in the Kingdom Hearts 2. He was also the person who, who turned up here as well, so that, that all makes sense. Very good. We've got all that to work. Um, he's looking for the black box again. That's the thing that turns up again. He's like, I'm looking for a black box. Uh, and at this point, when I'm playing this, I'm like, for sure it's going to be a big part <laughs> of the plot but looking yeah. back once again in retrospective the hunt basically the entire plot for this world is just set up for a future game no, it's nothing game. to do with this at all so it's looking back i'm like no i don't like this like there's so much unnecessary stuff just to set up future games i don't i don't, don't know how i feel about it too well um my gameplay wise it's a fun world i enjoy the ship yeah. combat stuff and all that sort of stuff it's it's pretty i still find it really fucking weird to the point i was laughing out loud at my screen several times playing it because much like in kingdom hearts 2 and even worse now because the graphics are better seeing donald and goofy standing next to characters that are like real life human live action. like live action like um sora can kind of get away with it a little bit not quite he still obviously looks like a cartoon but even worse just seeing <laughs> long shots is a part of the end where i can't remember who's like giving a giant speech to a bunch of people on the ship or someone and then i just see goofy in the background like standing there like like <laughs> and i was just like oh i can't take anything that's happening serious right now uh yeah what are your thoughts on the caribbean world yeah uh, i think i like this one a lot uh, obviously, they had that underwater part, which was much better than any underwater part. It was part. still shit, though. It was still not fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I enjoyed like the ship thing combat. I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, I had a good time. I didn't like the racing stuff. That was annoying. Oh, yeah. I, actually, if you want to talk about died, I, I technically failed that the first time. So, yeah. I had to do it twice. I don't count that. That wasn't okay. combat. It was just... Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then the finding the crab thing, I mean... Oh, that was fucking terrible. Yeah. I was like, what? It was just annoying. I'm like, dear God, please don't let there be only 300 crabs here. That was my worry at first. Thank was... God there was more than three. By the time I found 300, I, as soon as I walked out for, to the next area, I just, of course, by found 100 more on my way back to the ship, so... <laughs> I was like, oh, God, but... Um, I think it's a... I, I don't know. Looking at it, the ship stuff, I like... The, the ship combat yeah. stuff I found fun to do. I saw some people online being like, oh, it's so hard and stuff. I'm like, you're just not realizing that you're supposed to shoot the uh, bubble points on the side of the ship. because yeah. There's like a lantern thing. Yeah, it's like, shoot those. That's what does damage. It's I thought it was... Critical damage, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was simple, but apparently a lot of people have been struggling to, to put it all together. And also one thing I really liked about this world is that it does something that none of the other worlds 
do apart from Big Hero, I think, which is that you actually fight someone that's just not a throwaway, heartless fucking villain thing. Or, you know, like all the other worlds, the last boss is just some mindless, yep. heartless thing that's created. Whereas I much preferred it in the other games where you was at the end fighting like Disney the or organization or members or something that was some sort of substance if it wasn't actually the villain of that particular world which had been powered up by an organization member powered up by maleficent or something like that to, to be able to let them uh, fight at the end of this one you are actually fighting david jones so yeah that was good that actually like i, I like that more because cool. up until this point it's like mindless heartless thing mindless heartless thing mindless heartless thing you know so which is really and another reason why i'm like can we not spread out some of the organization members to the other worlds and have you fight them there, you know, spread them like yeah. I don't know, no, just, go save him. Go save him so you can have that one shot at the end of the game without walking up, which is cool. And I'll point it out again yeah. when we get to it. It is very cool, but I mean, you can still fight them and not defeat them. Yeah, I, I still feel like if there was only fucking six of them left at the end of the game, if they were, if they were still walking up like that, it would still be like, oh, this is cool. Like here's the final fight. I don't feel like having thirteen really makes that big of a difference by the end of the game. Um. Unless he needs them all to die there to be able to get their, so- he, but he doesn't. Thing. He doesn't need them to die there. I don't think to get their key, like to get their hearts for the thing. I'm I don't think sure so. that was the thing. They Does needed he? the. They needed to fight there so they could unlock the keys. Mm, maybe they do. Okay, we'll just fight, have them fight throughout the game, but not actually die. You know. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. That would have been fun. You're right. Well, you should, you should have made the game, Ash. You should have made the. Yeah. You should have made the game, Ash. You know. Um, you need right, me next- for the new one. Yeah, you'll be around for the next forty years before they put it put out yeah. the next game. So we'll see how you go. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, <laughs> next world is Big Hero Six or San Fran Tokyo. Um, see Sora team up with the Big Hero Six team. Of course, the plot for this one is post the the movie. So this is after the end of that, which is also yeah. nice. Which means that the story for this is actually an original story, not just following the plot of the movie. And I enjoyed that. Uh, the city is this giant. Oh, here's something. It's like it, it presents an open worldish area to explore, but the fact is, there's really nothing to do. You know. Yeah. Which is. It's Let like, me just say here, this world made me realize how much I hate the traversal in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just had an app. I was continually frustrated trying to get around the world. Mm. Yeah. Just the know. the quick step thing they're trying to introduce. It just never oh, quite yeah, yeah. worked. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. All I know is I failed horribly. I couldn't figure out when you have to save all the big hero six members, they're all trapped yeah. in different things. And I ran out of time the first time because I did I couldn't click onto what I was supposed to do to get the person out of the rolling bolt thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. oh jump on one of the other bowls and run it into them. Yeah, I didn't I didn't click onto that first. I'm running around mindlessly chasing them, going, What the fuck? Like how am I supposed to get this yeah. person out of here? But um yeah, I thought this world was fun. Um getting to see uh, Baymax go up to Sora and be like, "Balalala!" That was uh, the highlight of the. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight of the the world for me personally because that's my favorite thing from the Big Hero Six is just the, the the knuckles and the balala. Yeah, that's the the best part of the the whole movie. But um, it looked good. It looked great. You know, animation wise, beautiful characters. Yeah, uh, most uh, I think it's all the same voice actors for the most part that I but them aware of. So. Pretty sure it's all of them. So. That's cool. Most They're all back. Um, and then I, I feel like the story um, within this one is also really cool because it ties in uh, to the end of it, of course, with the old Baymax being brought back to life from the 
the organization member dragging it out of the void and then you have to fight the old Baymax. So like it has emotional ties for the big hero six characters and, and these sorts of things. Yeah. Although I did find the last boss fight weird because you have to do the entire thing on Baymax, which means that it's like the only boss fight in the whole game that you can't like if you were doing really, really bad at and you suck at the game, you could at least go farm up and get better at it. But because the fight takes entirely on the back of Baymax, it's like you just, it's skill reliant somewhat, I guess. You actually have to bit, yeah. be able to hit stuff. Yeah. Uh, mean, what are you, farming what are up would still help. A little know, bit. Of suppose, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts overall on, on this one then? Any other, yeah, other than traversal is pretty great. Uh, having a good time. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looks good fun the story i like the story of the, the the thing where you know he's learned he has to stay back because somebody needs to be running things from the garage or whatever mm. and then it was cool just seeing at the, how it all panned out and end up with two baymaxes yeah that's gonna carry over into a sequel for sure <laughs> yeah i don't think so imagine that the movie just starts <laughs> oh my god there's two wink 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 where, where's this connect where's this connect we all know we all know yeah. All right. Um, so before jumping into the final section of the game and the last couple worlds in quotation marks, I guess, that are in the last third, got to quickly cover, I guess, the, the things that is you do throughout these other worlds at a, couple, a, a point, uh, you flash backwards and forwards. There are parts where you meet up. You play as Riku and then you also see Riku and King Mickey and they're doing a bunch of stuff throughout the, these other worlds uh, to the point they're researching inside the realm of darkness because they're trying to find Aqua in there, Master yeah. Aqua in there. But they need the seven light, Guardians of Light and they've only got four. Yeah, well, they need Five. Aqua, Terra, and Ventus are the old, the original three, which they know exist. Yeah. And they know, and King which Mickey, game are they? They're from Birth, Birth Sleep? by Sleep. Yeah, and King Mickey knows them because so Birth by Sleep is only ten years prior to Kingdom Hearts One ish, ten ish years, I think, something like that. So yeah, um, that's how long Aqua has. And at the end of Birth by Sleep, Aqua saves, tries to save Terra from being turned into Xehanort's like lackey and taken over by Darkness. So she thinks she's saving him by chucking him outside. He gets trapped in the, the realm of darkness. She goes in, chucks him out, thinks she saved him and trapped herself. But then he gets control of Terra anyway. So Aqua's trapped in the world of darkness after that. Also, I think canon-wise, um, in in when they went back, I think canon-wise at the end of Ca Kingdom Hearts 1, when King Mickey is inside the realm of darkness, when you open that door at the end of that game, I think yeah. now within canon, Aqua's supposed to be there somewhere in the background, but you just don't see her because they hadn't done that yet. But I think canon-wise, it's now like Aqua's there somewhere just like kind of over in the <laughs> in the yeah. corner there you just don't you know, see she her. was just ducking down when the camera was yeah yeah that's yeah. something along those lines yeah um so at this point um and they've been failing to to, to find aqua um yeah. and then the other important things are ansem was also in there uh, realm of darkness with aqua but then at some point uh, ansem the wise is in there with aqua the the actual, actual ansem the wise is in there at some point, Ansem, the heartless Ansem, comes in, kidnaps uh, Ansem the Wise, takes him the fuck out of there, and inflicts Aqua with darkness and turns Aqua basically into dark Aqua, I guess is what we'll, we'll call yep. her from now on. Uh, Vexen, the organization member, though, helps get Ansem the Wise back from the organization uh, after the free trio of Twilight Town kids start a fight with him as he's trying to take Ansem the Wise to the 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 mansion in Twilight Town, 
They yep. start a fight with him. Then nobody's come in. And then that's because Vexen set the. I like in. how uh, none of the organization make any effort at all try to get free capture. Anthem. No, after this, they're like, oh, fuck it. I guess he's like, gone. Oh, fuck, he got away. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, that's it. Plan's over. What like, can we do? Uh, yeah. But, you know, um. Bring your millions heartless down on Twilight Town. Nah, fuck it. Not worth it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Um, so that then the good guys get Ansem the Wise back because Vexen delivers Ansem the Wise to to um, Ienzo and whoever else is there, um, and also delivers a replica like a, a, a replica body without nothing inside it, which is important for future reasons. Yeah. Though at the time I believe it's like delivering it as a body for Roxas is the the purpose I think. Um, also throughout these couple of worlds we see a couple cutscenes where we get to see Kyrie and Lee, which is Axel organization member axel but this is actually not the nobody this is the actual person named lee before he was turned into a axel was his organ was his nobody um and they're training to become Can you just say people don't die in this game very easily no they don't is <laughs> it's, it's, it's the thing uh so they're training to become keyblade masters but we never actually see them do any sort of training at all in fact anytime we see them it's just lee producing uh, ice creams cream. out of 10 you know, he pockets loves that ice cream out of his pockets it's his yeah. one defining trait yeah <laughs> it's also really weird because uh, I, I just find it weird that I don't know, it's a it's a whole thing i guess but it's it's him but he still holds on to some thoughts or characters of axel and he's still wearing the same clothes but he doesn't have the eye marks but he still kind of talks like him uh, it's a whole it's a whole thing but it's a whole thing um, all right, so with all that said, we can now drive into the final third of the game, which basically what begins with, I call the sequel to the Birth by Sleep section, which is where they do a whole heap of shit that people who play Kingdom Hearts 2 and only Kingdom Hearts 2 would have no fucking idea what's going on, and all of this stuff is, yeah, literally just a sequel to Birth by Sleep and, 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 and finish up plot lines from the end of that game. So... Sora, after mindlessly wandering around all these worlds that we, we just went through, he's like, oh, fuck, where the, fuck, where the hell should I go next? Let me listen to my heart and see where that takes me. And it leads him to the Destiny Islands, where on the beach he finds Master Arrakis' uh, Keyblade, who is a character from Birth by Sleep also, uh, and is Master Xehanort's friend, which you will see at the start of this game as the two kids playing chess. Uh, Master Arrakis. A chess-like game. Yes, yeah, so it's just like, yeah, well, uh, Master Arrakis is the person who was training Aqua, Ventus, Terra, um, and he was struck down and killed in Birth by Sleep, is the thing. But he finds his Keyblade there on the beach because reasons. I don't really know if there was uh, an explanation ever. If there is, I'm sure someone smarter than me, um, as I said, hardcore Kingdom Hearts fucking nerds, I'm sure have an answer, but I don't. Um, using it, sorry, reveals a door, the same door that is in Kingdom Hearts 1 that he goes into, of course, sees Kyrie, and then Kyrie's blown through him, and that's how he gets Kyrie's heart inside him in Kingdom Hearts 1. That whole thing, that happens there. He drops down through that door into the darkness just as time because Mickey just got his fucking ass handed to him by uh, Aqua and the Heartless Swarm, and then Riku's also getting his ass handed to him by uh, Evil Aqua or Dark Aqua, whatever we refer to him as. And then Sora goes in uh, to kick Aqua's ass and save it. And this fight, I thought, was pretty fucking epic, to be honest. Like, the, like yep. thematically, the way everything looks and, like, doing the fight, it was... I thought it was a very cool fight. And f facing off against someone else using a Keyblade, I thought was also just, you know, it's, it's cool. <laughs> At this point, it was novel. Yeah, I suppose. But um, I don't know, thematically, it was cool. Especially... I suppose it means more if you know the characters is the thing. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Because... 
there, it, it could be, and I'm sure this was. Um, um, this is going to be emotional to people who have attachment to the trio of the characters from Birth by Sleep because she's been in there for ten years, and now she's been surviving that long, and now she's going to turn darkness and all these sorts of things. And I, yeah, I thought it was a really good fight, but yeah, what what did yeah, what was your thoughts as someone who hasn't played or d- didn't know anything about Birth by Sleep or these characters and have no attachment to them or anything like no, that? Yeah, it was fine. Just, it was cool. I mean, obviously, you, they sort of build up Aqua as someone you feel sorry for and, like, have... There's a couple of cutscenes where they're in, and so you su- sort of do have some sort of attachment if you haven't played any of the games, but, yeah. It was just a fine boss battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, not too difficult, I guess. <laughs> I think I nearly died a couple times, though. <laughs> She's like, you fucking hurt, Aqua, calm down. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Um, so once Sora beats crap out of her... They drag her back to Destiny Island's beach, and then she comes back to life there. It's like, yay, roll saved. Yeah, that's that was an awesome emotional moment. That was that was good. She thought she was dead, and she's saved though. And also, yeah. I just think, like, she's been trapped literally in basically hell more or less for ten years, and now she's out in the real world again. So I, I feel when you yeah. look at it like hell versus real world or something, it's like imagine just coming out of that and being like, wow, I'm free again, finally. Thank you so much. Um, straight away though she's like okay cool we gotta go save Ventus so they head on over to um, they head on over to oh, fuck what, I've already forgot the land of departure thank you Castle I was like what the fuck is it? yes thank you I was like mental blanking it only took about an hour or whatever how long we've been going but it was about to happen at some point <laughs> yeah. I was like I lost myself and then I, I couldn't remember what's going on but uh, so they go to Castle Oblivion which is the tower that she used to cover up where the land of departure is so the land of departure is where they were from and then at the end of uh, birth by sleep she places venetus uh ventus holy shit ventus's body there uh uh to save him and keep him hidden and then that's where he's obviously been sombering ever since so they go there and then, of course, uh, Venetus turns up, little troublemaker that he is. Aqua gets into a fight. You get to play as Aqua at this part, so that was pretty cool. I thought to That's play cool. as to play as Aqua um, was cool, and she feels powerful. I felt like I, I felt like the fight was very easy. It's just meant to be easy though. Like she's kicking his ass a, a bit, so that was yeah. cool. Um, Sora though then gets the power of waking finally, and brings Ventus his heart outside of himself. And returns it to uh, the body. So then Ventus comes back to life, uh, awakens. I Let guess. me just I say, know. I thought this was going to be more of a struggle, or there was going to be more to this power of waking. Because earlier in the thing, the science you guys said, oh, if you can collect all the people's memories and separate them or whatever, then you can bring them back. And it's like, nope, just point your freaking keyblade at it. I know. It's it's like he has his heart in him, though. So I suppose it's like, yes. Easy mode. <laughs> I don't know. He's got we'll two others in there as well. Yeah, that's true. He's like he just has to sort through, own, yeah. sort through, yeah. make sure he doesn't send his own heart out. I don't, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's a thing. But um, yeah. So Ventus comes back. Ventus then gets into a fight with Venetus. Sends him packing. Venetus, uh, fucks off. And then there is a cool moment where, um, Ventus meets Sora finally and reunited with Aqua, which is is cool as well. But. Ventus looks at Sora and is scared at first because Sora looks like Venetus because of his whole convoluted fucking thing of 
Ventus's heart staying in Sora as Sora was a little kid for a second when it was separated from the bodies and then when it was returned because it was in Sora for a while it took the form of Sora it's a whole fucking Kingdom Hearts thing that I don't think is terribly too important to the plot so there's no real no. reason to spend people look on like it. each other in these games yeah it's a whole thing it's like why does Ventus look like Roxas because Rock because same sort of reason it's 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 all the thing but yeah lots of characters look the same and it's it does make it very confusing unless you know why they uh, look yep. the same sort of way all right so now with all of the everyone but terror save that they need and knowing that terror is with the organization members presumably they assume as you can see it tells them when they all gather together which is kind of cool to see them all together and the end it's like you know come final battle we all gather let's tomorrow sleep now do what you need to do we head off and they head off to the uh keyblade graveyard which is always a cool place to go because it is really cool when you yeah. actually get into the part there's heaps of keyblades there i think like thematically this is where this giant fight happened and it's just visually it's very cool visually yeah it's it's really cool to to look at and see things so they all arrive there and at first you do this really epic i thought it was like it's meant to be easy because it's just meant to be yeah. look cool as you're using a heap of abilities and there's a fucking million and one heartless around you. But yeah. we see this moment in the trailer. And I remember when we was talking about the trailer at some stage before the game released, I was like, fuck, I hope that's kind of like that part two where you get to fight a heap of yeah. heartless. And it was. Oh, so I really enjoyed this part. Did you like where you get yeah, to fight? Yeah, it was the, like one of the top moments of the game, I think. Just fighting them all. And yeah, because it's just, easy as then, well, but it's meant to And be. then you get into the, the you, if you do the attraction of the... The only time it comes back, like, the only time after the Olympus world that it actually comes back, yeah, come back and then you fire on the ground and then you see the little heartless flying up in the air. Great, yeah, that, <laughs> and it's because when you go up into that thing, you get to see really how many is there, and you just yeah, yeah, blast the shit out of them. They they yeah, you see them get thrown up into the air and all sorts of things, and they just keep coming and keep coming. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a really that looked really good compared to later in the game where it does not look good. No, but yes, yeah, it's, it's weird how hit and miss this game can be. It yeah at some point so um they then after you, you fight all them off um and who saves you actually fuck i can't even remember now who clears them all nobody you just kill them all right oh you do you just blast them off the fucking thing yeah that's right oh my god uh, king of hearts man it's, it's a thing yeah it's keeping up with all these these things that's happening i'm, I'm losing track of the least important details because i'm trying to remember the biggest one <laughs> um so you head through and then you walk into the next the next section after you go through the cave and such and you walk out there and Terra is waiting. Aqua and Ventus run up to Terra because they're like, oh my god, like is it you? Is she? And then Sora, of course, is a little bit no, Aqua's a little bit smarter and like pulls them pulls uh Ventus away because sh- she knows. Because it's Terra, Xehanort, which is the Xehanort controlled <clears throat> Terra form. There's many many versions of Xehanort. This is one of such things that will make it. Uh and then he basically fucks everyone up is the simplest way to put it i guess yeah, he bashes up a bunch of people and then there's a yeah. freaking heartless cycling yeah well he like first he strikes down ventus or something doesn't he yeah yeah i think he like strikes down ventus first and then he goes for he something takes else out axel. yeah takes out axel and then fucking donald uses a suicide bomb spell it seems to yeah you <laughs> like blast him like, yeah, blasts him the fuck out of it, but yeah. apparently kills himself at the same time or something like that, it seems. And then everyone else is, uh, this giant heartless swarm turns up. That starts taking everyone. That was cool. 
then Roxas does a whole thing where he's like, I trust you, Sora. You'll fucking figure it out. I believe in you. And then he's basically sacrificing himself. And then Sora gets devoured by a swarm and then comes up with a text that says something like, and light was devoured that day or light was yeah, taken Yeah, pretty much everybody died. Yeah, everyone dies. We The heroes lose is what happens here. And then it's cool because it cuts to back to Arrakis and... Um, by the way, I'm probably I'm not 100 sure if I'm saying that right, but I don't think it really matters. We know who we're talking about. Uh, him and uh, Zaynot as kids playing the the chess like game where we last saw them at the previous yep. time we flashback where uh, Zaynot thought he had had Arrakis, but then all of a sudden he pulls back and a bunch of other chess pieces reappear. They come back. Oh, oh, what's I think he, and he cheated? Yeah, probably. Well, th- this chess game that they're doing is just basically especially so like, complicated what are the yeah. rules it's uh, like elevated bits yeah it's if you thought the the chess game in uh if you thought chess game in star wars was confusing wait until you check out this one uh so then they all die sora then comes to uh what is called the final world not the final world in the game but is actually called the final world by name and yep. here he finds <laughs> Uh, Chirithi, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not actually 100% sure, but I think it's Chirithi, which are small creature things that were, once again, introduced in the mobile game. And basically, I think all of the characters in that, which we'll get to later, have one. I'm not 100% sure. But if you haven't played that game and you're like, come into this, it's kind of like, oh, it's a thing that kind of looks like a Moogle, I guess, is what it is. Which I want to say, side note, this game, and something I've got to bring up at the start, no Final Fantasy characters, which I'm going to tie that back into a theory I kind of have when we get to the secret ending and, and stuff that kind of makes yeah. it make more sense, I guess. But also, the only f- you think that, but then Moogles are in it. Final Fantasy yep. character. The only Final Fantasy character are Moogles in this whole whole game, which is a thing. Was the Death Eater thing? What's that? What was that? The Link thing? What was that from? The what one? Do you know the first Link summon you can get do you know oh, yeah, i don't from? know what that is actually i forgot about that completely i don't even know what that is the big fat thing yeah yeah i'm not i'm not thing. sure yeah i forgot about that actually so i don't barely use the summons yeah i no i would spam uh simba for health so instead of using okay. cure on myself i'd wait till my health got low and then i'd use a summon because it heals you and then like just spam uh his raw because it's like an aoe effect so I'm like, instead of just using Kira or something, that seems like the better way to go about doing it, possibly. Um, okay, so in the final world, Kira of the, or whatever it is, interact. Sorry, in this final world, has to find the pieces of his his body. And whatever, or not even pieces of body, pieces of himself, I guess, figuratively speaking. And once he finds them all, he basically fucks off out of this world. But the only other important thing that happens in this world is a thing that you can miss, which is that if you interact with all these little cube things i'm not really sure how to describe but yeah floating cubey things that you can talk to and then they'll give you little bits of text or uh, information that happens on screen if you interact with all of those you can get like a cutscene that's actually i'm pretty sure it's the only cutscene that you can miss in the entire game because every other cutscene is obviously just story based but i'm pretty sure this is the only one that you can, you can straight up miss and he talks to a character that is never named about how they're waiting for someone all this very obscure stuff that you don't really understand what's going on it's heavily implied that it's ava which is one of the foretells which we'll get to in a little bit later um 
and Ava is the one that, that is missing when we get to the, the epilogue of the game we talk about. So I think this this cutscene that you can miss is potentially important when you get to the epilogue, but over the, other than that, it's not really important to the overall story of the game. It's also really on-the-nose, annoying, hinting at future stuff to the point where um, Sora asks what the person's name is, and then the little floating orb thing or whatever you want to call it comes up to Sora's ear, whispers its name, but it never says it in subtitle or anything down below for here, so only Sora can hear it. And then Sora, like, chuckles to himself and then laughs, and then that's, like, kind of the end of it. So it's really weird, like, how it's all put together. Anyway, Sora finds all these pieces of himself. He then uh, gets to travel... Uh, and then, mercifully, lots more Sora's than you need. That's true. There is a lot more Which than is you need. thematically weird, but gameplay-wise, very... Good. Handy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought there would be to a dot the number that you needed, but no, yeah. there's just a shit ton apparently. So he leaves some of himself there, really, which is weird. Well, he's got so much to spare. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's a lot of Sora to go around. Uh, so now Sora travels through all of the different worlds that he had visited so far, uh, and he goes through all of them chasing this heartless, Reaper, monster, heartless monster thing yeah which is has all the hearts of all of his friends and basically this is him awakening all of their hearts uh one by one again and then this whole segment ends with him basically time traveling but um that's a whole thing i i, di- I didn't particularly love this segment because it just felt fillerish but to it's me. just extended a little bit yeah it was, just... it was way too long i didn't, I didn't like worlds again yeah it's like oh we had all these worlds Better make one last use of them before the the last push of the end of the game. I but guess it's just so. time travel. Yeah, I didn't I didn't particularly like it, but it's a thing that exists. <laughs> I guess um, mm. the la- after you save the mold, last person he's floating through the, the void. I don't, I don't even know what you'd call it, but he bumps into Kyrie there, Ky- takes her hand, and then she helps lead him back to the battlefield just before they were all wiped out. So he time travels, I guess, but I think. The important thing for this is that even if he did time travel, in Kingdom Hearts lore, as far as I'm aware, Kingdom Hearts lore says that if you time travel, when you return to your actual present time, you will not remember anything you saw or did. So, although you can travel and, like, make changes and tell... Like, like for example, Xehanort travels backwards... Tells him young, it tells his younger self information that'll help change the future. But then when he travel, when Zaynot travels back to his present timeline, he wouldn't have remembered what he told that person or did. But then because he told that past version, it changes the future anyway. Does that make sense? Like as far as time travel, not. But... <laughs> so I, I'm not. It's it's this whole segment I found really weird because I'm like, sorry, did time travel? I'm pretty sure, but. Like, yeah, for, for the people who are like, why doesn't he remember and why does he just charge back into Bell and seem not to remember what's about to happen, kind of? It's because I'm pretty sure Kingdom Hearts lore covers that if you do time travel, you're not, you won't remember what you just did or, or took part in. Then anyway. how do you prevent doing the exact same thing again? Well, he doesn't really. He's not the one that stops what's happening. The, someone else comes in here and saves, so... <laughs> but then why didn't they come the first time? They were late to the party, all right? Just, uh... Give him a shot. But Calm no down. time has passed. <laughs> Calm down over here. Uh, so they return to the bell. Everything seems to be going the, the I guess, the exact same way you, you think it would be going. Uh, Aqua and Ventus run up to Terra Xehanort once again. And then everything's going. Sora says one line that's different, though, I suppose, which is that he's like, we'll never 
give up or woof. Yeah, some very heroic thing he, he spits out at, at Terra here at some stage. And then uh, right as Terra Zanehort goes to strike down Ventus like he did the first time th- this battle, battle happened, a lingering, uh, what's lingering will shows up, which is this giant armor piece that is seen in... Kingdom Hearts 2 and something else, I think, but I can't remember what it is at this point, but is one of the optional bosses in Kingdom Hearts 2, and I think it's also in like one of the 3DS games, like maybe Drop Distance or something like that. But Lingering Will is... This is where it gets really fucking confusing. Lingering Will is Terra's, like, armor as a, like, uh, Keyblade Master armor type thing, and it is got his mind in it. So you may be like, how does it have his mind in it? It's like... Let's, let's, let's just remember, we're living in a world where the game literally splits characters into hearts, nobodies, anything which are nobodies, and then there's somebodies, which is when the nobody heartless returns a thing. And then, yes, we now have a giant piece of armor that is just being controlled by solely the mind of something that's just fighting. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing! I think anyway, that looks cool, though. It looks very fucking cool. When it comes in and kicks that, that ass, it's... Yeah, I, th- I thought yeah. it's very cool. And also, like, if you buy into the the themes of Kingdom Hearts, which I, I feel like to get any emotional re- resonance out of these games and uh, emotional impact out of a lot of what happens in these games, you do have to buy into, of course, the lore and what's happening. And if you do buy into it, seeing uh, Lingering Will show up to fight Terra Xehanort actually has some sort of emotional impact, of course, because he's kind of fighting him himself here and then once again when we get to a bit later he terrifies himself once again uh to take control of his body so there's a lot of terrifying himself uh from within side to get control of himself back which is a whole thing as ash scratches his head like please lord help me (laughs) 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 what are we we supposed to do anything (laughs) (laughs) um so after that happens then a mass amount of heartless turn up of course uh, giant Heartless Swarm, which is the boss fight. And I think it's the worst boss fight in the whole game I personally found. I thought it was shit. Like, just and tedious and annoying and yeah. not fun. I thought just fighting this this Swarm but thing. Then you get and, the cool moment after it, though. Yeah, but I suppose I'm just like... I'm like, we're getting towards the end of the game. And really, one of the bosses you want to give me is just a hurricane of fucking shit Heartless all stuck together. It's it's just not cool to me, you know? It's just well, not... Well, that's a callback because there was one in Twilight Town earlier in the game. <laughs> I know, but I don't care. Like, just let me fight it <laughs> at, at, at fucking two worlds before this or something like that. I'm like, don't, I don't want to fight this now here. I would have rather fought fucking Terrazanot here or something or yeah. s- some other giant heartless thing. I'm like, it's just a tornado of shit kicker heartless got together and started a union. And like, this is what they've got out of it. You know, like <laughs> they're, all, they're all teaming up right, together. Set up again, the giant heartless volcano tornado thing. I guess. And then you get these freaking keys from somewhere. Yeah, I I think I just found it annoying because I I just didn't think it was as as cool as maybe I wanted it to be. And it was just a tedious boss fight too because just floating oh, around is fucking. You don't want to spoil. Pissing me spoil off. Yourself. Was. Uh, so it seems they're all losing, and then Gen Sid fucking blasts out of nowhere, which is Did very we, cool. No, but before that, they, you had all the freaking keyblades from the mobile game. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. With all yeah. the. All the keyblades, all the usernames. Yeah, all the usernames. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the keyblades show up from the the come. I don't know why they show up either. Is the other thing that annoyed me about this. And once again, I'm sure someone has an explanation. That I don't know. Some, you Kingdom see Hearts. some guy says, "Do you need help?" Yeah, it's the fucking kid is a character, but I can't remember who. It is such a throwaway thing too. 
and I looked this up afterwards. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that is an actual character, and I, I can't remember who it is now. But yeah, once again, throwaway character that's connected to something that's never explained or, or done or anything that doesn't really matter. But yeah, he shows up and then lends the help of all these fucking keyblades, and then you're fucking spamming X. And I, I remember I wasn't even paying attention. I was too busy just looking at the the names coming to see if there was any like funny Easter eggs in the names that I could possibly miss. But no, they're all just names, I guess of. Ex uh, slain Keyblade Masters. It was fine, I guess. It's yeah. it's a moment that happened. It looked visually cool. <laughs> it looked visually cool. Yeah. If you were paying attention, I wasn't. I was too busy corner. looking to make sure I didn't miss <laughs> any uh, cool Easter eggs. Yeah, you don't want to miss the Easter eggs, Ash. You know, I, no. you want to be first on the Reddit hot take to to spot these things. You yeah. know, that's how you become famous. All right, you want to, you want to become famous. <laughs> so you got to spot, <laughs> spot the cool Easter eggs. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then Yensid shows up because there's still a bunch of heartless here. Yensid fucking blasts out of nowhere. Like Mister yeah. Mister Disney what himself. Been doing this time? Yeah, could have been here helping us out, but no, just comes down now. He does like some direct force field thing. Says, "I'll hold the Mac uh, back. You just go on." Uh, says, run to do the... Basically, yeah. Donald yeah. and Goofy stay back at this point, which is important for later because, of course, they come back. But at this stage, they do stay back and. I think it's good because it means that the next few fights are all just with the Keyblade wielders. Yeah. wielders. You know, it's like no Donald and Goofy are involved and Sora's just going one by one to help them. But yeah, they come along, Donald and Goofy are left back and then uh, they head on up further through the, the the graveyard. And then you do get this cool moment, as I was kind of hinting at and talking about before, where they're walking up through the graveyard and then Xehanort Zayn- plus the Organization 13 are walking up in a V motion, I guess, is kind of what they the, the formed it. Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have formed the X for the fucking Keyblade. That would have been a lot cooler. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that moment, like visually, it's like, oh, that's cool. That is cool. You can't... Okay. It's like, oh, yes, finally. And I think it just reminds me too, because I remember... Ever the secret movie for Kingdom Hearts two saw um, Xehanort like walking down here fighting people with like uh, Ven- I think it's been so long since I watched it, but I'm pretty sure it's like him walking down and then like Venitas is by his side and they're like fighting people and stuff. And that secret movie was basically hinting at Birth by Sleep when it came out. But yeah. I remember seeing him there walking down. It looked badass, and it was in this graveyard full of all the key the the keys as we see it now and i remember at the time because no one knew what the fuck it was about and that we didn't really know about the keyblade graveyard or anything at the time it's like oh my fucking god so yeah watching this kind of reminded me of that just how cool it all looks and and stuff and uh, they come down so then he forms a maze i guess of sorts some sort of crappy maze yeah um splits off everyone into their own sorts of mini fights and you can pick which direction to go but it doesn't really matter because you have to do the fights anyway. anyway yeah I, I was wondering at one point i'm like surely this game isn't going to have some sort of change in story that's not a thing that's going to happen but no it's just like do you want to help them first do you want to help them first there's no reason to go either way or another it's just whatever you particularly you feel like. like doing yeah <laughs> yeah who you like more but it's not like the other person can die if you take too long no. or anything like that um so then you do all these fights with teaming up with some of your allies uh and helping take down organization 13 members and I think the only pieces of really important information that come out of all of the fights are as follows. Zigbar never is never actually seen dying, which is important come the epilogue. He's the only organization member who 
um, doesn't just fade away on the ground in front of all of them after you've finished fighting him. He jumps up on top of the, the maze and then is last seen falling backwards off it. And you kind of presume that, that he means he's dead. Yeah. But it's important to, that they did cover their tracks well as you never actually saw him die. Ha ha. And that's why him showing up in the epilogue makes sense when you look back at it. Because you're like, yeah, he never did actually disappear. That's that's fine. Um, Luxord giving Sora a card may or may not be important for future sequels because he does, as he's passing away, give Sora a card and refer to it as a uh, lucky second chance or something along those lines, I think, yeah. which at, at the time seems like it might be something that's going to become useful in the final fight or something like that, but nope. it's never brought up again, which leads, of course, to the theory that's probably going to be something to do with any potential sequels, spin-offs, any things like that. Um, and I, I really don't like how much this game sets up stuff for future games, but that's the whole thing. Um, then Axel gets uh, Zion back. Zion, however you say her name. Um, who was the third fucking heart inside Sora. Uh, and I think she's... What she's a, I thought they got Roxas back here. Is that... They get Roxas back too. So, I didn't realise she was part of him as well. Oh, she gets like his, her, her heart. Like she was. She like turns. That's, she that's turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Roxas comes back. You know, who was the somehow. original heart? Um, somehow, in between all this fighting, Sora managed to do the power of waking again. I think. I think they played off that. I think they played off that they need um, his emotions or something to along those lines to to help. Um, yep. like, like Roxas is triggered by what's happening around him or something like, like if he's friends, yeah. like then his heart's more triggered or something like that. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, uh, but anyway, Roxas comes back. Terra also gets control back of his body. Uh, when Aqua and Ventus and Sora, uh, are fighting, uh, him and whoever else it is at that time, he gets control back and it also proves like some long-running fan theory that I, I didn't realize was a thing until I saw a, a thread on Reddit or somewhere that the giant monster thing that appears behind um, Heartless um, Ansem was actually a part of Terra, like some form of him, because then that monster helps fight back Terra. Apparently that was a long-running fan theory. That was okay. confirmed true. There you go for everyone that... That's what I mean. That's what I mean. We're, we're talking about this and you're like, Dylan... You're talking about shit I don't understand. There's lots of shit I don't even fucking understand. Like hardcore yeah. Kingdom Hearts fans go like to shit. Like, how was that even a fan theory? And it's like, I don't know. They they read all the details and stuff. I don't know. There's one thing I can appreciate the franchise as as convoluted as it is is that its fan base is fucking nuts when it comes oh. to yeah. The, like the hardcore hardcore Kingdom Hearts fans when they get into it, it's 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 interesting to to see the yeah. theories and stuff they come up with and stuff which I'll, I'll i think we should talk a little bit more about when we get we to the a 26 part series explaining yeah, pretty much please yeah <laughs> pretty much um so but as i say it was really funny that every time a guy person you defeated one of the organization the, fight the fighting would, would just stop yeah and just have time for a monologue mm -hmm. i thought that was very amusing that was weird uh yeah do you have anything to say about any of the maze fights though in particular any of moments no it was it was just fun i guess there wasn't too much difference like they're all sort of fought the same ish mm -hmm. the only one was the luxor one where he had the card thing mm -hmm. but i think i worked that out pretty quick 
So, well, I transformed into Simba and used the AOE ability to <laughs> knock all the cards out at once. <laughs> no. Yeah. The thing Got was, him. one of the cards was like moving sideways. It would, it would knock sideways. Yeah. 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 Um, and then they had one puzzle part in this maze thing. Oh, like, like which direction buttons. to go? Like the colored plate the, things? Yeah. Yeah. The only, t- like, they, and they used it once. Once in the maze. And it wasn't even that hard. It was just no, very but simple. It's just weird. Why chuck that in for the point? What was the whole point? <sighs> like, we built a maze. Might as well put a pu- use just it. Put one somewhat. puzzle in here, you know, just, well. to, just so it looks like we put some effort in. Yeah. Might as well. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then in uh, the final battle of the maze sort of section, I guess is what I refer to it as, um, you face off against... Um, <sighs> fucking it's, it's like two me xehanorts like i say my mind just fucking breaks sometimes it's like i'm about to say three different names that all have xehanort ending with them how do, how do we even tackle this uh you fight it against xehanorts uh heart uh young xehanort yep heartless xehanort and zenmus so which is xehanort's nobody Yes. So you fight against the Kingdom Hearts 1 villain, the Kingdom Hearts 2 villain, and then the young Xehanort, which is a villain from some of the other spin-off games. And technically a spin-off thing, which is he's traveled from time... Don't even get me started. Uh, so the three villains you fight... At this part I found... I struggled a little bit here. I nearly died. Like, yeah. with, with these three at the same time. I feel like uh, Heartless... Uh, Heartless Xehanort... Like does that thing where he spins around heaps of stuff and that was fucking pissed me off at some stage but overall I thought this was a weird fight because it's also like you're just fighting the main villains from the other games but they're not as big or epic from the other games you know yeah so it's a little bit weird on that front I guess to, to see that happen uh, but anyway after you, you take them all down uh, Xehanort Master of Xehanort actual Xehanort we're down to one it should get easier from here <laughs> yeah um, he gets Kyrie and uh, strikes her down, kills her to get the final uh, heart for the keys. Keys that he needs to form the keyblade. The that's other important thing. The the big keyblade that they're trying to that he needs to form to call upon Kingdom Hearts is just in case you don't know, straight up called the keyblade, which I find so fucking annoying. Yeah, because all the other keys. It, when you see the subtitle, it's an X. Yes, X it's blade. an X in the subtitles, but all the characters are like which is the, the Greek, King Blade, the Keyblade, Greek uh, symbol for Chi, I think. Yes, is what I read. So yes. Why they don't call it the Chi Blade? I don't know, but but no, yeah, <laughs> it's a whole weird fucking yeah. I don't, it's it's nonsense. It's also the same as like they don't use Roman numerals. Well, it's like Kingdom Hearts three's Roman numerals, but then it says like two point eight numerically in the titles and stuff. It's like yeah. I'm pretty sure. No mirror, whoever makes the decisions, it's just style over what makes sense at this stage, really. It's like style is the most important thing. Um, So then, yeah, kills Kairi, the old takes down, he summons Kingdom Hearts, it appears in the the sky above, gonna fuck shit up. So, Xehanort starts pausing Again, they also just stand there while he's doing all this. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, you could just attack. I mean, you've got all these magical spells. Yeah. Do something... But no, no just, just watch. Well, to be fair, his uh, his love interest just died. You know, well, Mickey and Riku were there. Riku. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they D- Donald, Goofy turn up along with the rest of the crew, Aqua, 
Mickey, Riku, all these off So everyone's there. They do. They stop to talk about it and have a, cu- a cup of tea for a couple of minutes. And they're like, what should we do? And they all decide they'll try and hold back Kingdom Hearts by pointing their keys at it. And Sora, Donald, and Goofy are going to try and trick Xehanort into going into the thing and traveling through time and hopefully trapping him in, into a place where they can get rid of him and the rest of the people can hold down Kingdom Hearts until Sora can get the key and then actually put a stop to it. It's basically, I feel like, what's the, the plan? Although... I don't know. <laughs> it was convoluted and confusing. It was... I mean, that's... What even thing. is Kingdom Hearts? It's the moon. <laughs> it's like we're three games in. What even is Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> um, all right. So then they travel through. And they go to fight Xehanort in... Uh, they end up in his home turf, uh, this world called Scala Ad Calium? Salem? I'm yeah. not actually sure how you pronounce it. But it is the world where we have been technically throughout the game a couple times before. Uh, we see... Uh, that's where the kids are playing chess. So this is Xehanort's and Arrakis's. Homeworld. This is the the world where years and years and years and years ago, where Keyblade Masters would kind of live all happily, you know, train and whatever else. It's like their home village, basically. Uh, so Zaynor's like, "Ha, huh, you you think you fucked me? No, because you've brought me to a place where I'll become much stronger." And then you do this weird battle. I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't particularly like the any form of the last boss fight until like the the very last part. I, I liked because it was cool and emotionally it, it had like elements they were hitting. But the first section of the fight, you have to like go around the town and you just start fighting off this split form, like seven different versions of, of him, I think it is. And I think I'm presuming it's seven because yeah. like seven darknesses and all this sort of shit. Um, you go around, but it was kind of annoying because they set up the whole town and it looks like you might get to explore it for a little bit before the boss fight starts. But then as soon as you walk into a town, it's like, no nah, boss fight, no exploring this town. But, or, or anything like that. You, you barely get a chance to look around and the boss fight triggers straight away. Um, once you take down all seven forms, or however many they are, he turns them all into one, comes back into him, and I presume puts on what is his keyblade armor or whatever you want to refer to it as. And I found it really weird that the helmet is a goat. I'm not sure if that has any sort of significance in any sort of way well, other than... I think it does, because at the end in the... Epilogue that all the people have like animal masks. Yeah, they all have masks, but I don't know like if the goat up until this stage has... Because he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow, yeah, okay. I won't say anything more after that. That's, <laughs> that's probably the answer we was all looking for. Um so then you do this other section of fight, which is like an underwater section. Uh plus another section where you're like floating in the air, another section where he's like turning the world sideways. I thought they were all fine. I didn't particularly think the last boss fight was as inventive or with the combat or, or as yeah, epic as I kind of... and blocking. Yeah, I, don't, I, I didn't lot. like it as much compared to other it was games. Yeah, I, well, this was... We, I died a couple times here. You said you died a, a few yeah. times here, so... Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, yeah fun- here, the, you can... Uh, in the menu, if you do uh, prepare and Yeah, you can uh, switch your items around and... Yeah, I hadn't used that. I thought it would take you back. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I didn't discover that until. Immersively, this... there were like checkpoints in the battle. Yeah, that was nice. Oh man, that was nice compared <laughs> to back in the day. 
you die, you go all the way back to the start of the freaking battle. That's true. Do the twenty-minute cutscene in between. Yeah, no, fuck that shit. I'm so glad you can you can skip cutscenes in this one even from the start without having finished yeah. the game once if you want to. I don't know why you would because uh, imagine playing this game but not just skipping on cutscenes. That's weird, but um, it exists if that's a, a thing you want to do. Um, once you do the final fight though, or the final section of the fight, which is the only part I really kind of enjoyed, which is where he's stripped of all the armor and you're up on top of the the building and you're actually fighting. I think I just enjoyed it more because you're actually just fighting Xehanort as he looks, you know? Like, he doesn't yeah. have some big fucking armor on or whatever else. It's just, it's Master Xehanort, the way we've known him to look for games now, the way he's looked throughout the entirety of this game, and he's got the fucking key blade, the key blade, the chi blade, um, and it, you're doing a fight with him. And it this was good. It wasn't hard here either. It was just cool to fight him mano or mano or however you want to, however you want to put it. Yeah. Um, there's more to light than meets the eye. As I told you. Hmm. You sly fox. Keyblade. So it was hiding inside Terra's body when it was overtaken by Xehanort. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is another thing. It's like, I don't think, I legit don't think there is a, a. Was Terra surprised? I can't remember. No. No, he knew. Okay. He got concerned. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I didn't know about this. I don't know if this is a thing that we were supposed to know or I didn't know, but yeah. So Xehanort appears. It's cool to see. I'm um, not saying. Arrakis, Arrakis appears, which is cool. Also, I think it's, in case you don't know, like, Yen Sid is Disney backwards, and then Arrakis is uh, Square Enix, or whatever backwards. Like, that's how that all oh, okay. works out. Yeah, they do a bunch of fucking little sne sneaky things like that. Um, so he comes in, he, he talks Xehanort down from trying to fight for the last time, basically, and says, you know, it's all over, after Xehanort's doing this whole speech about, and I think important thing here is and one important moment from Xehanort in his final moments here is they definitely try and lock in what kind of character Xehanort is and the fact that he wasn't actually the big bad of the whole Kingdom Hearts universe because of course they're going to try and set you up uh, for the, the next game or the next potential yeah. trilogy or whatever's after here because they're basically trying to explain that much like a, he was playing a bunch of people he was also getting played by someone um, and that his views were not like I want to take over the, the world and uh, ruin it and stuff right. in his mind as much as it's wrong he was like the world's corrupted I by darkness kill everybody so we can start again yeah it's like a world cleansing to start again because there's too much darkness in the world so although he's wrong his viewpoint isn't like evil i mean he is evil but I've, I've seen uh, a lot of yeah i've seen a lot of people argue online about like do do you think that they try and humanize him too much at the end of this game, given how much bad things we've seen him do throughout the entirety of the game up until this point? Do you think like they just try and make you care a bit too much about him or whatever by the end here? I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like he just got kind of lost on his way to whatever his mission was, I guess. Because... Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they basically try and set up like, hey... I mean, you can you choose to care or not care. Yeah, I suppose that's true. But I understand why a lot of people are annoyed because all of these games up until this point, he's been the main bad guy, the lead bad guy, and the, 
basically this collection of Kingdom Hearts games is going to be just known as the, you know, the Xehanort whatever Trilogy. section of the Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, Xehanort Saga. Yeah, Xehanort Saga, I guess. Um, and then when we go on from here, the next section is going to be called something else. Uh, pull the true person pulling the strings behind it all. But it, it does feel a little bit weird to try and, at the last second, kind of make you not hate him as much, given how much throughout the rest of the games it's just been like he is the true evil villain and he is the person you should be hating the most he is the person who brought the heartless into that i mean that's an important thing like as much as someone else may have twisted his views and and these sorts of things um and pushed him in certain directions he's still the person who brought the heart unlocked the heartless and brought them into the world like and that's what a lot of people view as the stepping point for like well, that's when kingdom hearts goes bad especially if you, if you just look back and you played kingdom hearts one back in the day it's like heartless equals bad who brought heartless in they are main bad guy and it's like well that's xehanort yeah. so um all right so yeah arrakis appears talks him down from it then xehanort gives uh sora the key blade okay. and says hey here have this close down the thing uh Arrakis then says goodbye to uh, Aqua, Terra, Ventus, apologizes for them. Like, I'm sorry for putting this much pressure on you, all these sorts of things, which is a cool moment if you have any uh, sort of emotional okay. attachment to those characters from Birth by Sleep, because of course that's uh, a moment that'll mean a lot. But if you, uh, once again, jumping into this game after two without any knowledge or anything of the other ones is really weird because there's so many moments like that where it's just like well that's a closing loop to a, a story cycle from birth by sleep and this game as much as it's maybe like sorry as a star and stuff like that there are so many moments like that where i'm like this is really a sequel to birth by sleep more than anything else at yeah. this point so and that happens several I mean, times now we realize why they made such an effort to put all the collections out before this one came out yeah, and I and I do feel like like people make that argument, um, and the best counter argument I've seen to, well, oh, you know, why do they expect us to play so many spin-offs to be able to understand the story? Blah 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 blah. The best counter argument I've seen online is people be like, yeah, well, when you go watch Avengers film, no one fucking complains that you had to watch Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, yeah. and all these other fucking films happening around the time to be able to like, no one jumped yeah. from Avengers: Age of Ultron to Avengers: Infinity War and was like, oh fuck, I don't understand what's happening. This is bullshit. Why do they expect Where's me to watch all these other movies? Come from? Where yeah, where'd this guy come from? from why does hulk all of a sudden have a short haircut and no eye and <laughs> like what's yeah. going on which who are these guys who are these alien people yeah so i i definitely feel like um although the kingdom hearts lore and story is a lot more convoluted and complicated than um your marvel lore and story and these sorts of things i do feel like at a base level that argument is and does make sense and yeah. also the argument where they're like well you know even if that's true and they expect me to play old loved ones well i don't want to fucking buy a psp and a 3ds and all these sorts of things and it's like well to be fair they did spend the last couple of years putting out these hd collections to try and let people get easy access to all these games and be able to prep for the story since the ps3 era exactly since ps3 era they put them all out and then ps4 era they port them over so as much as I understand that people may have jumped from this one uh, two to three and just be really fucking confused. I don't think the problem lies with Square and the complicated story telling that is Kingdom Hearts because I do somewhat feel like they did all they could to a point to to really help people out. And if they want to tell a, a com- complicated story that crosses multiple games and stuff, I don't feel like if Marvel's allowed to do it, I don't see why they 
can't be allowed to do it is, is the thing um all right so then yeah Arrakis and Xehanort after all this they turn back to the kid forms which I didn't really understand why that would happen at all but I, it's uh, a thematic choice yeah I think yeah definitely stylistic, like choice. stylistic choice over a choice of anything else but no, I, I think game. it's so people who didn't realize your Eriklis was like that oh my god is the kid yeah that's probably why actually makes <laughs> sense um and then they disappear into somewhere um and then they the all go yeah they hit the ether they all go back to the keyblade graveyard at this point and sora has uh, locked up with the uh keyblade locked up kingdom hearts again so that's that's done and everyone's all happy and cheery to a point and like yeah we've all uh we've all beat the the guy and this is the last game of the franchise surely and everything's great and oh everyone's accounted for and then Sora rightfully is like wait 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 no everyone is not here I'll have you remember that Kyrie remember her <laughs> remember her <laughs> she's fucking not here and Ky- uh, Sora chooses that he's going to go search for Kyrie's heart and um, through the mystical void and try and find her heart and bring her back to life basically um king mickey of course tries to talk him out of it because if he goes searching for that long in that sort of place he could probably get lost and lose his own heart as well um and a couple of characters try and talk him out of it as well but then sora of course is like no i got to do this i he basically says you know i set out the first reason i was set out for all this is because i wanted to save kari you know the first game his mission is basically save Kairi. As much yep. as he's helping close doors and all these other things, he's doing that as a side mission because Donald and Goofy are tackling along with him in the first game. But from the first game, it's always been, I just want to save Kairi and do what's best along the way as well because I'm a, I'm a good guy. But that's always been his his main mission. Um, so he sets off for that. And then once he does that, we cut to the uh, montage as bunch of sad stuff begins in kingdom sad three uh you get to see king mickey donald and goofy all returning home with yen sid as well uh bumping into to mini and such back there it's like oh yeah yeah they're all coming back home Yay. uh ventus terra um and aqua all return home as well they go to castle oblivion and she's like hey see a cool trick oh land of departure remember that that's where we're from and you see rocket uh roxas meet up with the Ch- no Chirithi. and then the little charity guy shows up shows up which basically confirms that when it was talking about waiting for someone who may have forgotten them it was waiting for roxas and it was probably roxas the charity because also Ventus, <laughs> sorry yeah Ventus. uh Ventus, they look the same, it's they look the same. that's why it's getting it's a whole weird thing uh, Ventus is Chirithi, which also there's another thing like from the mobile game lore that Ventus is from a time period like long, long, long ago, back where the lawmakers are from, where they had Chirithis. No one knows how he gets from that time period to the time period we're at, but it's a whole thing. Um, and the Chirithi kind of confirms that whole sort of stuff, but it's not really important for this game. Once again, it's kind of something that's potentially important uh, 20 years from now when we get Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, we then see Roxas, Axel, and all the other friends in Tight Town sitting on top of the, the clock tower, and they're all happy. They're having seaside ice cream. Right, fucking Axel's pulling him out of his ass at this point. The ice cream's coming from everywhere. Namine is seen being revived using a replica body um, in the tower there. Cool. Namine shows up. I, I, I'm sure Namine has some fans, but it's like, okay, there's, there's that lady back. Because, uh, of course, she's really only important in... Uh, if you play the, the main drop. kind of games, it's like uh, uh, well, the GBA one. Fuck, I can't even remember the names. I'm, this this thing's going too long at this stage. Uh, semi-important at the start of two, I guess, as well. And then also 358 over 
two days is she's in it as well. But um, Chain of Riku, Memories. Chain of Memories. Thank well, you. That's the one. Yeah. Yes. Um, Riku then shows up, um, presumably picking them all up. There's a section where you see on Twilight Town, like a shadow appear. I'm presuming that is Riku's ship because then you, it shows the ship come down uh, in Nominee's yeah. scene afterwards. So I presume the shadow is meant to be Riku's picking up all of these people. And he picks them all up in his gummy ship, which is really weird to see the gummy ship come down in like these, these CG <laughs> scenes. I'm like, gummy <laughs> ship's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, also, we never talked about the gummy ship. I don't really think we need to. It's 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 yeah, always it's been bad. It is bad again. It's it's as okay as it can while still being bad. Like that's my it's thoughts. more of it. Ship. That's the only it's problem. More of it, yeah. But you can skip stuff faster. I feel than other ones. If if you can, I guess you can sort sense. of avoid stuff. You can avoid stuff. Yeah. Um. So then they all go back to Destiny Islands on the beach. Oh, there. one last thing. Did you have difficulty flying the gummy ship towards the last the graveyard world? I'll just bounce off walls. Okay. <laughs> it didn't do any damage. I'll just run into walls and bounce okay, off. Yeah. Them. Okay. <laughs> and for the first world I ran into, I was like, oh shit. And then I realized I took no damage. I was like, who fucking cares? I'll blast around this place, bounce off pinball my way to the to the last world. I'll be fine. Um, so then we, they're on the beach. They're all playing around, having a, a great old time. And then we get the ultimate sads, which is that, what well, everyone looks over, right? You see a shot of Mickey and everyone looking over. And I don't think that them looking over is connected to the shot we see following it with Sora and Kari, because it seems like they're all looking over like someone just arrived you know, or something yeah. is happening. But then I don't think someone arriving or something happening is connected to the shot we see of Kairi and Sora in the tree. I don't think those two things are connected because that would be weird for them all to just suddenly look over surprised at Kairi sitting in the tree. That'd be weird, but I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too weird, but the ultimate sad shot of the whole franchise at this point is Kairi sitting on the tree with Sora, uh, a tree they've sat on many times and is kind of a big imagery i guess for the franchise from yeah. kind of day one is, is those two characters sitting there and the whole franchise is basically about those two characters uh trying to get together and then you see him together and at first i was like oh he's he's he saved her this is great the franchise is actually going to end on a happy note and then it comes in and you see a tear coming down kai and then all of a sudden fucking sora just fucking disappears and credits and i fucking threw my playstation out the window <laughs> <laughs> it's i legit was so fucking pissed off crushed um annoyed i i don't know it's, i had so many this one thing like for a lot of this franchises we're talking about i think they covered i was a big and i've said this on things i didn't say this in this video i was a big king hearts fan growing up and i kind of yeah. lost track of the franchise at some point as i was uh as i got older and other things i kind of dive off it and i tried to get more back into it as uh was coming into last couple of years i've been trying to pay more attention to to stuff and catch up on what i can and whatever else in preparation for this game and still the moment where she disappeared um where he disappeared tear just straight away also i first emotion i started crying second emotion i wanted to kill namora because it is fucking heartbreaking to me that basically we're playing this entire franchise waiting for these two characters to be happy to a point. Like, I know people are playing them for other reasons, but, like, story-wise, it's, like, kind of boils down to we just want Sora and Kyrie to be fucking happy, and then they're like, this is the end of this kind of section of the franchise, and then to end it on such a heartbreaking moment like this, I'm just like, you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's how uh, I feel. Okay, no more. Okay, fucking asshole. Like upset me, crush me, everything. Um, yeah. I, I definitely feel like no. It's something to be said about Kingdom Hearts with how 
bad and hit and miss the writing can be and how hit and miss the uh, the voice acting can be delivered and how hit and miss the, the fights before this and everything about the game. But when it came down to it, when it came down to this final cutscene, it still does something that Kingdom Hearts can do that no other franchise can, which was just suddenly just hitting me in the feels, left, right, and center, and just fucking crushed me right at the end. It's like everything else, my thoughts about the gameplay, story, anything were out the window because it just hit me on the emotional level the correct way. And it's like, yeah, well, this is why I play these fucking games, really. If, if I was to say there's a reason I play these games, it is because it can hit me in the feels kind of like no other game can at this point because I've been following the yeah. franchise since I was so young. Yeah. Um, what your what are your thoughts on the ending uh, the ending part here and, and stuff? Yeah. I mean, it was a cool imagery. I don't know what it means in the long term. He's lost. Are they actually looking at Kyrie? Are they just I think they're just destined never to be together. You're just one of those stories. You're heartless is what you are. You're a heartless motherfucker. <laughs> I think it's just one of those tragic stories where yeah, they're never gonna end up together. Don't say that. Oh, <laughs> Also, when the song kicks in, don't think twice. Like when when it just kicks in and the music's like, <laughs> oh fuck it. I can't. I swear, I can't. I can't watch. It's it is sad shit. That I, I think, and that's also the thing. Like everything in the middle of this game, like the game opens strong as fuck. Like I, I don't, I didn't cry when the game started, but I was feeling very emotional in that opening clip, which we didn't talk about as well. Like the the opening the song, opening um, montage thing. Yeah, with the, with the fucking uh, Face My Fears song by Yatada and uh, Skrillex thing, which I listen to basically nonstop <laughs> these days. I cannot <laughs> stop listening to that song. It is a fucking jam, is what it is. When that beat drops, it fucking hits hard. Um, <laughs> it's a great song. And that opening video clip is just hits on the motions really fucking hard it's like it's showing everything well, from it all would the... hit even more if you had to play the other games i think yeah it's like you it see shows it shows the history of this franchise and even though i haven't played all of the games um but still have i would say i say i have a high i don't like saying i have a big attachment to the game because I, I i admit that i fell off for a while because i got when i got older and i started I don't know. I went for a phase where, you know, you hit 18 and it's like, who cares about Kingdom Hearts anymore? <laughs> you know, but it's, but also I think that's part of it because I was playing this when I was like 12 up until yeah. now when the third one's coming out. So it's like a whole history of my life happening while these games are coming out. And even though I may have missed some, it's like I still have such an attachment to this franchise from when I was younger and, and stuff like that and then coming back into it. But yeah, starting it and you're seeing all the stuff of all the, the, the characters and the things happening and it's like that hit me on such an emotional level and the game starts on such a high emotional level and then the game ends on such a high emotional level for me. It just fucking crushes me at the end of the game. And because both the start and the finish have such emotional resonance for me and when i think about kingdom hearts 3 i really don't think about anything in between those two moments which i i, I don't think that's like a i'm not saying it's bad or good thing but like when i think about this game i honestly just think about what stands out to me the most is how heavy the emotional moments from the start of this game and the end of the game hit me and everything in between is just doesn't really matter like the whole fucking gameplay could have been trash but if it still hit me emotionally like this game did it's like it doesn't even fucking matter. Like I can look at this critically and probably give this a low, a, not I wouldn't say like a really low score, but I don't think I'd give it as high a score as I saw a lot of outlets giving it. Like I'll chuck yeah. it out there. If I was to score this today, probably like a seven or something. Like, yeah, I think it has think a lot of problems, thing. and I, I've seen the average be like an eight, and I'm like, yeah, that's too high for me. Like I, I think this game is like a seven or something, but. If I was just scoring it with the way it hit me in my emotions, I don't know, like at fucking ten. You know, like yeah. that, that's when I thing. finished the game, it was like a nine, ten, and then when you had a bit of time to process it, and... 
Yeah, play. there's just there's a lot going on, and yeah, I, I don't know. That, I love the end of the game. That that's that image of Sora and Kairi sitting on that tree. Oh, just, just yep, just end, destined end never to be together. You're you're a heartless son of a bitch. I don't <laughs> like you at all. You're 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 horrible. All right, so last thing to talk about things. <laughs> last things to talk about before we kind of get into any <laughs> last thoughts, if you have them, before we end this very long, I'm sure, video. But there is an epilogue. Okay, so it's also worth pointing out that people who played the game ahead of the time, we didn't have to worry about it because we weren't super rushing or binging this game, of course. By the time we both finished it, the epilogue yeah. was already in the game and the secret movie was as well, although I watched the secret movie on YouTube because to unlock the secret movie in the game, I think you have to get 60 out of 90 secret. of the hidden Mickeys and that is what yeah. triggers it. Yeah, which I was like, I might do one day when I go for the Platinum, but I just want to watch the fucking secret movie now. Thank you very much. But, so the epilogue sees a hooded figure in the middle of the Keyblade uh, field thing, whatever you want to call it. Graveyard. Uh, graveyard sorry, yeah. But it's it's a long video. It's a very long video. It is. Uh, in, the, in the Keyblade graveyard. And he has... Uh, he's standing there with the black box and of course it's like oh the black box that's uh, that's a thing that's exciting and then you see four out of five of the four tellers appear now the four tellers are I mean we can't go into it because it'll, it'll be way too long but if you want to look up who the four tellers are it's the mobile game which is like three different variations I think the names change depending on we different countries maybe even but it's like yeah. uh, Kingdom Hearts Sorry. X Kingdom Unchained Hearts Unchained X. Unchained X, I think is what's called now. I don't know. It's very confusing, but it's basically a really crappy. I've, I've tried playing it. I don't like it. I think it's a crap game. It's unfortunate that the game is filled so heavily with lore that's important to Kingdom Hearts, but that's why I don't really want to play it. And every time, and they're still updating that game is, a, is an important thing. Yeah. They still constantly update that game to the point where they may a month, two months from now, update it again to stuff that will hint at stuff to come further because they can, with the reveal of Zigbar, hear it they may add stuff into it so if you want to keep up to date with that you know follow a reddit thread or a account to do with that game and just keep up what's happening that's on you but foretellers are from the time long long ago before the keyblade war happened they are from the the time period where basically all the lands were connected so in, in kingdom hearts all the worlds are just one big land and, and connected and it's weird to explain but it's like everything's fairy tales and happiness and all the what's going on and there's a guy called the master of masters which we'll get to in a second. And he gets prediction, sees Keyblade War happening. There's the, the four towers are basically members of different factions of the town. That's basically the yeah. way to boil it down, I guess. Um, so four out of five turn up. The fifth one that doesn't turn up is Ava or Ava. I think it's Ava. Um, and she is the, the voice that uh, is presumably at the, um, the final world the final that world. we hear. That's the thing that's happening there. And then the hooded figure reveals himself to be Zigbar. Um, but then Zigbar also <gasps> reveals that he is in fact Lushu, which is <gasps> a character. Yeah, it's like this, this epilogue means nothing unless you know. Um, <laughs> Lushu is a character who was given um, the Master of Masters Keyblade and a, a, a hidden box. And the Master of Masters Keyblade is the one that Riku's had ever since the first game um, that has the eye in the top, uh, like part of it. And yeah. the eye is actually the Master of Masters eye. And what he put his eye into the Keyblade so that it would travel forward in time and then he would be able to see the future, basically. Like, it's how it's working. Because it's like traveling forward in time, but then him, as a past self, could always see what was happening in the future because of wherever that Keyblade was traveling. And then he was writing a book uh, called something or other. I can't remember what the book's called. But he was basically writing a book that tells the future and seeing what was going to happen. He tells 
And at one stage, is that he the gives... Keyblade that he breaks at the Realm of Darkness? Yes, well, yes okay. that is the, the Keyblade. But then Lushu has it at the end. It somehow comes back together and comes back to Lushu. So, well, he must have taken it. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, Lushu is given a box by the Master of Masters. No one knows what's in it. That's something we don't actually know. And he's told to basically fuck off with it and, tra and travel around. So that's why he's got the box and he's been pushing this thing around for 100 billion years or however long it's it's been at this point and then of course we do see a shot of pete and maleficent overlooking the box and it's like oh i'm glad that all got <laughs> that all got tied Resolved. back together oh. rather nicely like uh, oh, no we can't get this box yeah we'll, we'll go home <laughs> and i think other voice actors here are um so the one yelling at lushu is matthew mercer and then like one travis of the other people travis, travis well, yeah travis williams is one of them so it's kind of setting them all up to be key players in the um the upcoming uh, games of course yeah there you go um is this also the part where they cut back to the kids playing their game yeah they do they do um no they do it in the secret movie or after no i think it's in secret movie. i can't actually remember they all fucking yeah, I think it's, yeah they cut back to it and then he's like they start a new game yeah the the figures that look like the foretellers yeah i can't remember yeah so they cut back and the chess pieces here or whatever they're called calling chess pieces they're important yeah. because it's like they come back and he says hey i've heard about a new game um arrakis says this i've heard yeah. about a new game and then xaynot says how do you play it and it says here and he places out seven uh black chess pieces so yeah. and then he smacks down one white piece on the table and, th and then it cuts but what's important here is that it's seven uh, black pieces which is the opposite so it used to be seven light players in the in the old yeah. game so it was like 13 pieces of darkness 13 organization members plus seven light wielders which was all our keyblade wielders in this game and now it's kind of been well not reversed but like the the darkness members are now seven and there's only one light person which is presumably of course sora uh, and that's like setting up is basically it? it's basically set yeah it's not it has to be and it's basically setting up what will be the upcoming series of games and events which is going to be sora versus seven whatever they be i, I don't know even know how they work out because there's like there's four bad foretellers that we can gather Ava, unless she goes bad i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a good one so there's but even if she's a bad one there's like five well, you master of masters is four. six you got the four you got luxu and then you got peter Melissa. yeah i don't, I don't think that adds up but no the master of masters as well so it's like four five six seven if you count peter i don't know it's all confusing but yeah, um, let's talk about a secret movie decades away before we have to worry about probably it. there's gonna be a bunch of things that happen although this game sold the most out of any game in the franchise thus far so if square was smart they would say hey how about you don't fuck around <laughs> put the next no, one but out. he's working on final fantasy 7 7 that's games. right oh fuck so, yeah all right you're right i'll be four, i'll be 48 with kids and dying um the, like, <laughs> the the kids part not the dying part oh. <laughs> <laughs> um the big one though i feel for this franchise um the one that people are spending the most time going oh my god about which was when the secret movie was revealed and shown the secret all these games always have secret movies that isn't a big deal but this secret movie shows is kind of a big deal it's really weird considering all other games their secret movies hint to that stuff that made sense for the universe and what was happening this one is very very weird especially given what happens at the end of this game sora disappearing and all these sorts of things so, secret movie opens with Sora awaking in a world uh, that looks a lot like Shibuya uh, in Japan. So, and the real world. The real world. However, people are saying that it's possibly what is also what tie into the world ends with you world, like the, the world ends with you game, which are characters that Sora bumps into in uh, 
dream drop distance is the only time those characters have appear um and their world is set like based around the real world of course in that game in that particular marketplace and that game is basically around characters coming there as kind of a halfway place between life and death kind of thing like a traveling point type thing so thematically it would make a lot of sense uh so sorry awakens he begins walking around there we then cut to and we also see riku who's awakening uh in a world and although it kind of might look like the exact same world it isn't uh because we it's yuzora the world which is the game from the toy story world game like the final fantasy 13 thing that you see in toy, toy story the actual ad game uh, and to confirm that it is the Yozora world, there are two things. One, the secret movie, if you view it in the the, the game, like the, the where they're all titled, different things in the cinematics, the viewing thing, the theater mode, it is called Yozora. So that Olin butt confirms it. But also you see the character, the lead character of the Yozora game at one stage is on top of a building looking down at Riku. Um, he has like two different colored eyes. So you can see him at one stage too, looking down at, at Riku. So it appears that Riku's in a Yozora world, which is basically a Final Fantasy 13 versus world, kinda, although not named. And then Sora is in a, what seems like world ends with you, potentially world, which would mean they're both in Square Enix designed worlds, which is something that the franchise has never done before. They have Square Enix characters in them, but all of the worlds in uh, Kingdom Hearts have always been, apart from like Twilight Town and the original Kingdom Hearts ones, of course, yeah. uh, all the worlds have always been Disney worlds, never actually Kingdom uh, Square Enix original well, so that could be a twist in, it could be a sign of the direction twisting in which the franchise is going to head. Is the They're thing. going to go through all the Final Fantasy and Square Enix properties. Potentially. They're going to be in Octopath Travelers. Maybe, yeah. They're going to be in Tomb Raider. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. I, th <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, or this is, Far this Cry is, 5. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's Ubisoft. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it kind of makes sense because. Uh, and I would be okay of it because, Just as I said, that's the one. that is a thing, yes. I think it would make sense. Well, no, because if it kept with Disney, it would mean it would have to be Square Enix original worlds, not like because they only do Disney original stuff. That's why Star Wars would never count and Marvel okay. would never count. That's why, like, Namora always said it has to be digital, uh, Disney original properties. It can't be stuff that Disney just so happens to don't. So, keeping with those rules, it would have to be original Square Enix properties, not stuff that they happen to uh, publish. Why? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would be okay with the twist solely because one thing, and this is a whole separate video, basically and a whole separate topic, but I'll quickly note on it, which is that I had a problem with this game and I feel like all the Disney stuff was kind of seemingly forced and didn't feel like it was needed. And it felt like Nomura was forced to do it to, to a degree, even though he may, may not wanted to do it at this point. Whereas, and a lot, all the Final Fantasy characters were kept out of this game also. There was a lot of storylines with Cloud, uh, Sephiroth, all these sorts of things, uh, Oren that we've seen, other games, uh, storylines that were set up but weren't resolved ever. Um, yeah. And they weren't in this game and they weren't resolved. They could have been because they're saving it for the ne next series of games. Would I be okay with a bunch of worlds featuring Square Enix properties? Sure, why not? Especially after playing... If you'd asked me before playing this game, I would have been like, I don't know about that. But after playing this and seeing how I felt about the Disney worlds, I'm like, I'm okay to try that and give it a shot and see how it how it turns out, uh, uh, how I reacted to this one. Uh, would you be okay with Scranix Worlds being the yeah, next? I mean, maybe for one game, like just to make it a bit different. I maybe guess a combination. It would be interesting from a licensing view, like then they don't have to pay Disney for, if it's but just Sora. They, still have, they still have Donald and Goofy turn up for sure. 
Like, there's no way. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe they mix it. Storage just went off on his own. Yeah, I guess. You know he'll turn up. You know he'll turn up back up, though. Um, And then the last thing in this uh, movie is that you see a hooded figure on top of Of a building. Um, and he holds up his hands to the moon. And the moon is important because the moon is circular and it's not a heart. Whereas in all of the Kingdom Hearts worlds, even though it's not the Kingdom Hearts, the, the moon shapes are always heart shapes. And no matter what world you are, if you actually see a moon, they're never um, circular, proper circular. Uh, so he holds his hands up to the circle moon. At first, he makes a box, as far as I'm aware. It looks like he makes a box purposely yeah. first, like hinting at the box and the contents of that, which maybe the contents of that box will help force uh, this other world uh, moon to turn into a Kingdom Hearts, potentially. I don't know if that's what he's hinting at. Maybe these after- are just carded heart worlds that aren't connected to Kingdom Hearts. That's potential. Yeah. That's, a, that's a possibility. <sighs> yeah. um, so he makes a box and then he makes a heart, of course, over the, the moon, turning it into Kingdom Hearts. And then the clip ends with saying reconnect Kingdom Hearts, which isn't that important because that's what all secret movies end with the exact same text. <sighs> Do you have any uh, <laughs> I mean, thoughts the poten- on this? It's got potential. Yeah. It looked beautiful as well. It was like that high-end awesome CGI the, that the graphics... definitely couldn't pull off for an entire game, but... The graphics, I feel. I also feel like Sora and Riku look different in this world, like yep. slightly different. Like, like you know, kind of, kind of how they change in different worlds. Of course, they turn into monsters and monsters ink world and such like that. I feel like they kind of look a little bit more realistic, like to to match in with the worlds than they do even in as their normal self, which is yeah, yeah, weird. Um, but that's the secret movie. I'm sure everyone will be fan theorying about that for many, many years to come. Um, but yeah. I, I feel like between the epilogue and the secret movie, it's just like mind kind of fuckery what's going yeah. on. And o- overall, as much as the, the ending kind of hit me in the feels and stuff like that, I do feel like this is the, supposed to be the end of a chapter and it doesn't feel like a, a good enough kind of closure. I understand setting up and leaving room to set up the next one, but it feels too heavily especially with like Maleficent and Pete turning up through the box throughout the game and all these sorts of things. I'm like too heavy hinting at what's to come and not just focusing on giving a good kind of ending to the, the game that we've got happening in front of us was what my problem was. Uh, all right. Do do you have any lasting thoughts on anything? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Meow. Yeah. Wow. The spirit summon Mm -hmm. that we were talking about earlier. It's a dream eater from dream drop distance. So it's a character from Dream Drop Distance. Okay, there you go. A spirit thing. Yeah. <laughs> Important fact. Fun fact for you. There you go. I, I feel like they didn't... There was a lot... They, yeah. I feel like there was more summons in the previous games. I didn't feel like there was much. And then, also, I think... How'd you feel about all the Keyblades? Because I think the best one was the Pirates of Caribbean one. I also stuck with the Pirates of Caribbean one once I got it. I felt like that was the best one. Yep. Although I haven't got the yeah. ultimate key yet, but I'm sure that's the best. No, that's that doesn't true. count. Hey? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. No, that, <laughs> they'll probably end up being the best one, but not counting that one, I'd say, yeah, the Pirates one is the best one. Because it turns into that giant thing first. Well, all right. So my, my order was obviously Kingdom Key, yeah. uh, then the Hercules World one, because yep. it did the lightning ride thing for a while. So that was good AOE damage. 
Then once I got it, I switched to the hundred acre wood one because I like that it's first form. Just let me float around and spam like uh, home seeking missiles, basically of honey <laughs> off it. And then the second form turned it into a, a thing where if you're standing close to enemies, it would whack them. But if you're standing far enough back, it would just shoot constant rockets out of it as well. Yeah. So that was that was quite a good one. And then I switched from that to the Pirates Caribbean one, and that was the last one I used because that one had good AOE plus long distance and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that it is that the end of our <laughs> kingdom I think hearts so. very good very good very good thank you uh everyone wait does Dora still have another heart in him uh no i don't think so i think he's got no hearts in yeah. him at this stage let's be honest except his own yeah he doesn't even have that i don't think maybe not i don't think he <laughs> even has that left at this stage how did the, the Ax- Rock- axel's friend the blue head guy come back because he died else he's somebody Somebody oh got well God. because the version that died was a replica from the past, the future, the whole thing. You know, just do we, we don't really need to. Th- thank you for joining us today, <laughs> uh, either listening or watching to our Kingdom Hearts three spoiler review discussion. If you enjoyed it, please video thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the audio version, tweet at us and say thank you very much for that entertaining 10 hours or whatever it was uh you can follow me on twitter and do such things at viva la dil v-i-v-a-l-a-d-i-l you can follow ash on twitter at a-s-h-l-e-y-h-o-b-l-e-y-l oh my god a-s-h-l-e-y-h-o-b-l-e-y i'd also like to point out i don't think i've ever fucked that up and this is the first time and that's kind of just a proving point for a lot of things Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can follow the Expl- you can follow the Explosion Network on Twitter at Explosion Pod and check out the website where you find many more reviews, discussions, uh, podcasts, and many more great, fantastic things at explosionnetwork.com Of course, thank you very much, uh, and I'll see you again in twenty years' time when the next game is put out. May your heart be your guiding key. <laughs>